Friends, my name is Mike Auger. I am your host. I have been drinking vodka because my back is fucked. I don't know if I like that. And uh, the gentleman joining me is the one and only Lewis, the motherfucking Viking. That's right. And uh, Matt, the dictator Castro. That's right. We're not talking about James Bond today. No, we are not. Well, we can bring uh, it up if you want. Oh, it's no. going to get brought up. <laughs> well, yeah. And Emma will be joining in here and there for, for a little bit. Um, uh, so here's, here's kind of what I was thinking with this. Um, Ghostbusters, the new one, comes out next week. I wasn't going to talk about Lady Ghostbusters. Because it's not canon, right? No. We're, it's pretty, pretty, we're pretty safe in assuming that. Yeah, it's forward. its own little pocket universe. Afterlife is basically Ghostbusters 3. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know if Ghostbusters 2 is canon, to be fair, in that movie. Well, we... These days, there's no way of knowing because it's like what they do with yeah. Halloween, where they just sort of like write yeah, around yeah. a bunch of yeah. Halloweens. Right. So I don't know. We can safely say the first Ghostbusters is definitely canon. I don't think they're going to get rid of the good ones. So, I hope yeah. so. <laughs> so here's the thing. That'd be um, funny if they made Ghostbusters two canon and they got yeah, rid of yeah. Ghostbusters. No, 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 no. Matt, <laughs> Matt, no Ghostbusters. Matt did the extra credit assignment and he watched Ghostbusters 2016. Yeah. I have not seen that movie since my initial viewing of that in 2016. Um. And so I thought, you know, to reward Matt for kind of, well, we'll get into that, uh, viewing this film. For sitting through it? I would watch it again. And I just watched this movie before these fellows showed up. And I had my bride, Emma, watch this movie as well. To get a female perspective on this so we're not, quite frankly, canceled. Mm -hmm. And uh, we don't look like a bunch of misogynist, uh, man-baby woman-hating virgins or whatever the fuck they were labeling us. So I thought we would get that out of the way first. I think that's smart. Because I don't, don't want to end this on a sour note. No, right? I, I still it. might be some of those things, just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> so, Emma, do you want to join us real quick? Okay. You don't have to stay for this whole thing, I promise you. Personally, I don't think women should star in movies. Fair enough. I guess. <laughs> what a great take. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, that's actually my. my games, <laughs> games in the moving pictures. I don't think those women should star in movies. Well, here, here's the thing. I really like some of those yeah, women, though. Those, yeah, those they've done good work. Yes, right? they have in other places. L- yes. Literally yesterday, I watched uh, uh, what is it? Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids. Yeah. Brilliant! Yeah, you were talking about that. It is so funny. It's good. It is so painfully funny. It is hilarious. I agree. I've never seen it, so I need to see it. Oh, it's amazing! Great. So, but I don't think, like, of, of all my problems with this movie, the fact that they're women isn't the issue. No. The fact that it's a shitty comedy is the issue without a script. This movie did not have a well, script. The problem is that was the gag, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, we're all women and men are stupid. I mean, that's going to be a recurring gag throughout the entire yeah. film. But the funny, the, the thing is, is, it's not funny. No. And if it no. was funny, it'd be funny for eight seconds, not an hour and a half. Well, here's the thing. So when I first watched this... Um, you know, and I think I can admit this now upon a second viewing and after years have passed. 
there was such a backlash from Sony and these women that were in this film and Paul Feig basically telling everybody if you don't like our movie then you're a misogynist yeah it, you it, hate it made women you to hate it yeah. you're all fucking virgins yeah, yeah, you're yeah, all yeah. in your mom's basement this is the marketing for this film yeah. because there was such backlash to the original trailer I never saw this when it came out but I do remember Paul Feig being a real he was an ass. asshole yeah straight up and it, you know I, and I think Matt hit the nail on the head. If you were to take the women out of this film and, and put four, like, let's say, because there was talks of Channing Tatum, yes. Seth Rogen being I, in I, these I roles. I imagine, like, Josh Gad being in this movie. I would still say fuck this movie. Yeah, it would yeah. still be bad. It wouldn't be good. So yeah. let, let, let's get your perspective on this. I think you kind of checked out halfway through maybe the second act when we got to the, the metal concert part. Yeah. But, but the I first... I was in and out, like many movies. Yeah. But the first act, you were laughing at some parts. One part was funny with the soiled pants. Well, you laughed about the uh, smallest bow tie in the world. Oh, that was funny. But it was the the way it came off. It was funny. But some of these things are maybe just aimed straight at women because I was like, I don't get it. Yeah. (laughs) She had a little bow tie on and it was tiny. So it was funny. Well, she's dressed like a, a fucking Puritan too and... He goes, well, you should change your clothes, the the dean or whatever. And she's like, what, is it too sexy? So she's laughing at that, too. Like, I took notes of all the parts she thought was funny. Oh, I remember that. Oh, that was an okay line. But keep in mind, let me explain something about Emma here. This is a woman who has a degree in law. She's got a bachelor's degree in psychology. An extremely educated woman who loves poop and fart jokes. <laughs> poop and fart jokes are funny. And this movie, this movie has a ton of them. Yeah, it does. Queef jokes, too. And queef jokes. jokes, right. Yeah. So I think a lot of those things, like the soiling the pants and shit, it, like gets her funny bone, right? Mm-hmm. Now, as fans of the original movie, none of that shit was in there, yeah. right? No. But I think more me, maybe you too, but... For sure, the, like the three of us to varying degrees have a, have a, a affinity for the original film. Oh, I'm a huge fan of the original. Movie. So am I. When yeah. I was a kid, I watched the I watched Ghostbusters probably 150. Okay, times so when I was we're a kid. on the same page now. Yeah, I love. I haven't seen it in so long, and you know we finally rewatched it, and I I was like immediately reminded why I liked it so much. So like disclosure here with with this friend, with this movie, and you can speak to this after me, like. You know, we all know, if you've been listening to this podcast, how Matt feels about James Bond. This is how I feel about this franchise, but there's far less material here. Now, how do you feel about this movie, or this franchise overall? The, the franchise as a whole, kind of like, eh. Yeah. You know, I, I love the first one. I like the second one. Matt immediately was just like, this movie's trash, I hate it. Well, I, I like the second one. It was a fun viewing. I saw it a lot as a kid. There's a lot of... I, I think if I went and watched the whole thing again, I'd be like, oh, well, the sum of the parts, I guess, is fine. But uh, there's a lot of dumb gag moments I really enjoyed. The first one's great, though. I mean... yeah. Did you watch Cartoon? Undeniably. I did watch the cartoon. I watched it a shit ton. Not, I had all the toys. A ton. <laughs> I, I remember fragments yeah. of it, but uh, <laughs> I remember watching the cartoon and enjoying that where Slimer's oh. the good guy. And I've it, watched those all at least a hundred yeah. times. Wow. But, like, uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm very weary... On the next one, just because uh, I'm so tired of... Not, I haven't really enjoyed much of any of the reboots. Yeah. Well, we'll get um, there with that. But uh, I, I will say, I've, we're not on the second one yet, but I've revised my opinion of the second one. You watch it again? I watched it again, and I liked it a lot more the second time. 2016, it's very, very it's good. It's very good, yeah. And I, and 
I watched it for the second time after I saw 2016, and I was like, okay, it's an okay sequel. I definitely don't love it. It's got its moments. Yeah. You can almost there. feel, though, about all the stories about how Bill Murray's a total diva. Oh, you yeah. You can 100% feel it through the sequel. Yes. Like, they, they make a bunch of gags. Sigourney Weaver makes a bunch of gags that basically make Bill Murray sound like a total diva, and a lot of his behavior in the movie is very just like... Okay, you're the princess. Got it. Well, that's how he was in this. To get back to 2016. Well, he was the worst in 2016. He was on. He was on TV for a minute. Yeah. Not even a minute. And then he basically plays the uh, who's the EPA guy, Walter Peck. He's kind of that character sure. in the new one. Yeah. He's like a skeptic and a debunk it all. He walks in, sits down in a chair, <laughs> and then immediately gets murdered by a ghost. He went full Han Solo. He was like, "I'll do your shitty movie, but I'll be in it for two minutes and then kill me immediately." Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But you know. Respect. He definitely seemed like, in the sequel as well, in Ghostbusters 2, Bill Murray seemed so checked out the whole time. Yeah. There's a reason for that, which we'll get to. Okay. There's even one scene in Ghostbusters 2 that I, it's the scene that makes me start hating the movie, and he's not even in the scene, and I have theories to why. We'll get there. So, this was marketed as, like, a woman empowerment movie. Did you feel empowered watching this Ghostbusters movie? No. Now you had sorry for those ladies. You, yeah, you had a whole thing about this. Like, ex- explain it. So, which part? There, there are a few reasons why I didn't think this was a women's empowerment movie. These women, they didn't act like empowered women. The one that, that, um, well, first of all, the acting was really bad. Um, <laughs> the the only woman who acted like somewhat empowered, she was a terrible actress. So that just ruined it all for me. But the one who was Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, the one who was a professor. Like she was super smart. She was wearing a oh, MIT sweatshirt. The Kristen so, Wiig character. Kristen Wiig, yeah. So maybe we are to assume that she went to MIT, and only like the smartest people in the world go there. But she was almost apologizing for just existing, and an empowered woman would not do that. Uh huh. Right? I'm trying to come up with something that They MIT do a lot of these movies, though, where they're like things. smart, stupid people. They're like, we all have degrees from good university. <laughs> what happened? That's what makes, not to just compare everything to the original Ghostbusters, a nearly perfect film. But it worked in, in <laughs> Ghostbusters 1, it worked because they were, they all had degrees, but they were like yeah. varying degrees of and silly. You know, like Egon Bill Murray's like the fraud, serious. clearly. Yeah, he's the fraud. He's yeah. just a straight up fraud. You got Egon, who's the nerd. Yeah. You know, a legit uh, scientist. Yeah. And yeah. Dan Aykroyd's kind of the goofy occultic guy. Yeah, Bill Murray, much, like, which is life. Dan Aykroyd. Again, Bill Murray got his doctorate because he paid the nerd to cheat on the test for him. Also, his degree is in parapsychology in the first one, which well, there you go. I feel like maybe isn't the hardest degree to get. I don't know. What I'm is parapsychology? Parapsychology. So parapsychology would be like the study of the paranormal. Um, paranormal, yeah. So. Is that even a real degree? Probably not. We don't know. No. He but, says he has PhDs in psychology and parapsychology, but I don't believe the first one, so... Yeah. Um, but again, like, Ghostbusters, the original, these actors play this role straight. They're not in on the joke. Yeah. And these women in this movie are in on the joke. And you don't have lowbrow humor in the first Ghostbusters. You don't have no. poop and fart jokes and these alleged professors and doctors acting like fucking morons and that's what you get in this and then i think it's undeniable in 2016 that every man in this movie which she applauded she loved this is a dumb fuck or an asshole 
Every man in this <laughs> every movie, single every single male male character in this movie is stupid, and that's where I think they give the the one <coughs> character especially where like they give the game away is, is the Hemsworth character because he's playing the Annie Potts character, and the Annie Potts character in the in first Ghostbusters she was wasn't not like, like sexual. She wasn't like a you know she, she was a little badass. She, she was yelling she and was screaming a sassy at people. Lady. Yeah. That took no shit. That took no shit from yeah. anyone, and she quit better jobs than this one. Yeah, well, she didn't have a thing for Egon in the first. Yeah, totally. She had a thing for Egon in the first one, and she. Slept with Rick Moranis in the second one. I'm pretty sure they yeah. switched. They, yeah, they, they kind of. Sure. They kind of. Yeah. But she wasn't muddied like, the waters a little bit on her character in the second one. Uh, for sure. But which that, we'll get to. You. Yeah, but but like she wasn't, you know, eye candy for the <coughs> office that they were just molesting like they were yeah. with, with Chris Hemsworth, and he was the biggest idiot on the planet. And by the way, I hated every bit of improv in this movie, which I'm pretty sure was 98 percent of the movie. 100. percent But my absolute least favorite scene was Chris Hemsworth doing a Mike Hat named Mike Hat joke. Which isn't a joke. It's just sad. Yes. Did my cat come to work here? Uh, no, I'm allergic to cats. Oh no, it's a dog. His name's Mike Hat. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. What is that nonsense? That's yeah. not a joke. And you see the, the the behind the scenes, and Paul Feig was like, "Well, he just started going off riff," and I, they were like, "Did you script this?" No, I didn't. And I just I didn't know he was this funny. Just let him go at it, you know? Yeah. Was nobody it scripted funny? it because no writer would write oh. that, and he's not funny. The dance number at the end. I told Emma they really shit the bed in the third. What was with the dancing? The first two ghosts that they show in this movie, I was like, these look pretty scary, or not scary, but it's a step up from Why the original. Why are they so blue? Right, and then from there, from the dragon on is where it's like, okay, this is Nickelodeon. Yeah, like, the CGI time. got real, real bad yeah. as the movie went on. Well, and then it turns into a CGI action mess at the end. Oh yeah, where they're like flipping ghosts around with their proton pack guns. But although, so the proton packs aren't guns; they're like lassos. Yeah, mm. idiots. They really don't. <laughs> this movie's really dumb. They don't well, understand Ghostbusters. The, at all. the tech. The uniforms and the Ecto One all look low rent compared to the fucking 1984 movie. Yeah, and the Ecto One's pink in this, which I is fine, but it's just like. But it all looks cheaper silly. than the original shit. Like, oh yeah, and then to end this movie, fighting a giant Ghostbusters symbol and, and then shooting sh- it in the dick, shooting it in the dick region. It was like, fuck you, man babies who at, love this movie. At first I thought that was like maybe an accidental thing, but then they literally oh, have a line no. about it where it's they're like, fucking did you mean to shoot him there? And she's like, oh, of course I meant to shoot him there. That's where like, we got to get his hands up or whatever. Because yeah. they're just still improv because they improv yeah. the whole movie. By the way, improv comedy sucks. It's not funny. It's definitely not funny in the movies. <laughs> the only one going Sometimes, off... Sometimes, but when you're an amazing comedian, sure. If you're amazing. Like, in the original Ghostbusters, Rick Moranis, apparently, most of his lines are improv. That's fine, because Rick Moranis is a genius. And also, if you're going to improv your whole movie, the director and the editor have to be really sharp. They have yeah. to be like, okay, we got an hour of them riffing, we need five minutes, this works, this works, this works, cut here. Okay, it's funny now. Paul Feig didn't do that. Paul Feig was not that Paul Feig was not that guy. Improv can be really funny if you have like a director and an editor who can cut it down, and you have a genius. Yeah. Like and even then, it is, it's not always, you know lightning strikes the same place every time. Will Ferrell notoriously improvs every one of his movies. And he's made a lot of stinkers over the years. Yeah, some great stuff. Some amazing things but then some that will go down in some of the funniest too. comedies ever. And yeah, there's yeah. some stuff you're just like, who thought this was a good idea? Yeah. The only the only line that got a chuckle out of me in this movie wasn't even from any of the Ghostbusters. It was from the guy from The Office playing the tour guide at the very beginning, who was, again, clearly improving because he, he could tell he like, couldn't get his words out. Oh, the, the Irish defense system? The Irish defense system made me laugh. I heard it, and I was like, that's funny. <laughs> you know, like... Again, though, and we'll, we'll wrap this up here real quick, but it, it's not as bad as, as I recall, but 
like you said, it's a fucking lowbrow, forgettable comedy. Nobody gives a shit about. It's like a Jack and Jill. It's in that to me. It's in that level of like forgettable product bad. placement, left and right. Tons of product placement. Yeah. Yeah. Sony. It's a Sony movie, which means Sony stuff is is everywhere. Everywhere. Um, I just don't think he knew what it wanted to do. So it wanted to yeah. instead of paying homage to the other films and like, hey, we come, you know, after them. These guys did these things. Blah 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 blah. We can take their tech and make it better. They're just like, nope, we invented all of this shit. Oh look, it's a firehouse. Let's rent that. And you're like, oh, that's weird. Well, no, that's we're going to go to a it, restaurant. It's it, like it, it's beat for beat yeah, the same the as the original. So similar, yeah. but just not as good. So no. it's like, well, what are you trying to do here? Then? None of it's as good. The only the only uh, uh, bright spot in the movie was of course Charles Dance as the professor, um, who you'll remember played a henchman in uh, For Your Eyes Only, nineteen eighty one. You won't, and neither will you listen. <laughs> I had to get my Bond reference in, and it's not the last one. So oh, of course not. I'm I came, sure there'll be plenty prepared. more. I came prepared. Oh, he's got notes. Yeah, <laughs> I got yeah. I came with notes. No, this movie sucked. It was bad. Um, not the worst thing ever. And it's not bad because women are Ghostbusters. It's just a bad movie. It is bad. Yeah. It's it was bad. bad for but, but if you look at, like, so, like, Melissa McCarthy, like, I, I can't love to hate this woman enough, but if you get, she was brilliant in Bridesmaids, but if you look at the slew of things they threw in afterwards, it's all so, so bad. I, I don't like Melissa the, McCarthy. The critic, critically reviewed and audiencely reviewed, yeah. they hate almost everything she's in since, because it's just like... She did a gag in Bridesmaids, and everyone's like, do the gag! You're this big, kind of dopey, large woman who's like, bah! And then she does it in every single film she's in, and it, yeah. it's like, when you see, you see guys do it all the time, and it's like, hey, you have one gag, do yeah. that same thing. Vince Vaughn, for years after Wedding Crashers, played the same character in every freaking movie. He even recycled lines from Wedding Crashers, and people were like, ugh. Why? Yeah, it's yeah. true. It's so bad. You suck. I would say Jim Carrey did the same thing. He played yeah. Jim Carrey in every movie. And Adam Sandler in oh, every Sandler, goddamn sure. movie he's in. Right. He and does the stupid voice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he's ruined so many movies just being the dumb Adam Sandler character that was funny twice back in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. 25 years ago, it <laughs> yeah. was funny. <laughs> yeah. Two times. Billy Madison and yeah, Happy Gilmore. Yes. The only two oh, movies. Adam Sandler movie. That dumb seen. Adam Sandler voice has ever been funny. I have a soft, a soft spot for Mr. Deeds and Spanglish was fine. But other than that... There's other movies I like him in, but sure. it's not when he's doing the dumb voice. Like right. I think Do Not Mess With uh, Zohan is a, yeah. like a quiet sleeper. I think it's a murderer. The movie's great. But he's not doing Adam Sandler. He's not. He's, he's right. doing it just a... Wasn't it an Adam Sandler movie where... Some guy said, I shit like you for breakfast, and he said, yeah, Tell me, you piece more. of shit for that breakfast. That is my favorite no. of any yeah. movie. Yeah, that's ever. one of the two of the 90s that's that were brilliant movies. So, we so saw cool. that guy. I was going to say, Shooter McGavin? We, we saw him in Shoot. Catalina. <laughs> she said he was the fucking best guy ever, too. Well, I mean, his his highlight was being the asshole and Happy Gilmore. So. Yeah, so of course he's a like fucking <laughs> nice guy. Ever. Yeah, you better sign every autograph. Like, yeah, else. you had nothing else like going he was, on. He was being really nice. We ate at the same restaurant, and it was off season, so there was like no one in there except for us. And I hope strangers he, walk up to him and tell him, "You eat pieces of shit for breakfast." <laughs> <laughs> I should have done that. <laughs> Actually, he was just in a TV show called Hacks, which was really good. I liked it a lot. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. That's, but it's the same. It's the same. But so concept. many actors it's do like, the same dumb yeah, shit, doing the same stuff over and over again, and it's always diminishing returns. Yeah, it's, every it, time it just gets worse every single time. And then they drag other like good like actors into their shit, and you're like, oh, who decided that was a good idea? Yeah, yeah. So overall, this movie's shit. 
I guess it's not as shit as I remember. It's still well, there shit. Was the but still not good. Yeah, not good at all, though. Yeah. She loves a soiling the pants joke. She loves the queef. She loves the queef joke. I didn't even catch the queef oh, joke. Oh god, the no. queef joke! I don't even I mean, remember the queef joke, but I love a good queef joke. They they bring they bring in Kristen Wiig to their science room, and they bring her over to listen to a ghost recording, and it's just a fart noise. I love the but then they say, joke. "Oh, it wasn't. It didn't come out the back. It came out the front." Oh yeah! And that's where we laughed. I thought that was stupid. I didn't laugh. Oh, I, there you I go. put my face in my hands, and I went, "Oh my god, what am I doing?" It should have been more I should obvious. Be as, I should be asleep right now. <laughs> That would be a better use of my time than watching this horrible piece of shit. And then I went, hey, there's Charles Dance. There you go. Yeah. So, bad well, movie. I liked the soiling of pants. That's about it, huh? Yes. Well, maybe one of the dumbest jo- not just like a dumb joke, but like a terrible joke, is the one where it's the Ed Bagley Jr. character. And for a minute, they're like, oh, he died 25 years ago. And then music swells, like scary music. And then they're like, oh, no, that's his son. Oh yeah, Bagley Junior. And yeah. that's supposed to be to a zero joke. reaction. To zero yeah. reaction, and yeah. I was just like, "Was that a, was that a joke? That's not a joke." Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Let's move the on. The female Slimer driving the fucking Ecto One, like ugh. so many, like I don't know. <laughs> 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 Let's go, girls. Let's go, Lady Slimer. So, I, 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 I was, I was gonna say, I guess the ending was like. Okay, when they threw the nuclear thing, and I guess that was sort of clever into the portal. But then, no, it wasn't. That was stupid too. It was awful. And there was too much CGI. Yeah, yeah. No, it was all bad. Yeah. So anyhow, fuck this movie. Let's get to the <laughs> let's get to the good stuff. So, uh, should we just work backwards? No, we'll start. Okay, we'll right, start right, with right, the first right. one. So, Ghostbusters, the original film. Uh oh, Emma's checking out. Yeah. I saw this movie, like, I don't know, when did it come out? 40 years ago? 84. 84. I was, was one. Actually almost 40 years ago. Yeah, she's I was not, two. She's not wrong. Yeah. So anyhow, it's a fucking masterpiece. Can we all agree here? It's, it's a very, very good movie. It's an almost perfect movie. I'd say maybe it is a perfect movie. It, it is. said it was yeah. perfect. Yeah, I think it's perfect. It, it's my favorite movie of all time, without question. I fucking love this movie. This is, like I said, my Bond episode, sure. so to speak. Um, I could not find one Bond connection for the first one. I got one for the second, but none for the first. And the but like the the Netflix documentary, the films that made us uh, story of Ghostbusters is fucking wild. Yeah, I've yet to watch. So oh my god, it's so crazy that this movie ever got made. The the original treatment had most of the movie in space. Wasn't it going to be like interdimensional? And it was just going to be like this unfilmable mess. Unfilmable, just. Dan Aykroyd comes from a family of gypsies. You cannot view your tears. I will take them. Uh, his, his family's all into the occult. They're mm-hmm. really legit all into this stuff. Yes. And, uh, yeah, the original treatment he wrote is batshit <coughs> crazy. Like, carnies in space. Just fucking wild. I've heard, I've heard stories of this. Yeah. Of like, that it was just going to be this completely nutty thing. And like, that's why they brought in Harold Ramis. Yeah. Because he was going to tone it down. Because he had just done, like, stripes and... Something else. With well, what had happened was Dan Aykroyd had written a treatment for this. Mm-hmm. Okay, all the shit Lewis just said, intergalactic space travel and blah blah blah. He brought it to Ivan Reitman. Ivan Reitman said, "There's no fucking way we can get this shot." He sent it to Harold Ramis, and the two of them kind of whittled this down to a more grounded in reality type of thing. Because they didn't have a huge budget for this either, even by '84 standards. And then it made a shit ton of money. Yeah. Um, I will say it kind of shows. I watched. I watched this one again this afternoon. The first one, 
Um, like you can tell they're working on a shoestring. Yeah, the stop motion when you get the full shots is of the dogs. Good. Yeah, yeah, you get stop motion the full shots of the dogs, the whole body dogs. The practical effects one is just their faces is great. That looks great. That's fucking terrifying. Some still, of the, some of the effects really hold up. Some of the very practical well. effects are still scary as shit. Yeah. A lot, of, uh, a lot of matte paintings, though, that yeah. you can like, really tell. That they get, were... When you get full shots of them demon dogs, you're like, Whoa. oh, yeah. The one, like, the stop motion was chasing Rick Moranis, and it's yeah. just like, it only has, like, three different shapes, and it's just <laughs> on him. And it's like, okay. <coughs> but it doesn't okay, who bred the pooch? Or who brought the, who brought the dog? <laughs> I think it fucking works, though. Oh, it, no, it does. And totally. the thing is, when a movie is this... When a movie is well written and you're enjoying it, you don't care that the stop motion or whatever isn't the greatest. But that was a stop motion '84. Sure. So what do you want? Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's fine. It still holds up perfectly well because you're having such a good time with all the like, like in that scene. With Rick <coughs> that was one scene that I read was he improvised that scene 100. percent It was a one shot. He did the whole thing, and then yeah, you have some kind of shoddy stop motion dogs. But it doesn't matter because the scene's really funny, and that's all that matters. Yeah. I love all the banter. I mean, I know we bounce around a ton on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, folks. No, no, no. But the banter Rick Moranis has with his clients as they're walking into the so party. So good. So funny. He has all ad-lib, too, in one take. Yeah. No shit. Yeah, I Ain't read that today, too. Him. Yeah, it was Yeah, it was a one-shot, and he did the whole thing, just ad-lib. Yeah, yeah, when he has clients walk in, and he's just, like, telling everybody their whole life story. It's yeah. like, yeah, he's got a small shop and receivership, and she's drawing off an illegal salary, and they got <laughs> this much left on the house, so it's okay, and we're going to hide this from the government, and they're doing they're doing fine. It's like, it's like, oh, my goodness. He walks up to people, and he's like, he's like, oh, I'm actually writing this whole thing off as a business expense. That's why I don't invite friends. I invite clients. Try to smoke salmon. It's $24.94, but I got $15.97. It's like, oh, my goodness. This guy's a nut. But see, the difference between like this, this Ghostbusters and Lady Ghostbusters, in Lady Ghostbusters, everyone was acting like that. Yeah. In this, everyone else is pretty much playing it perfectly yeah, straight. straight. But then you have Rick Moranis, who's like this really goofy, over-the-top character. And when yeah. there's just one of them, and he's a genius like Rick Moranis, yeah. it's fine. It works. Absolutely. So I believe uh, the role of Peter Venkman was originally going to go to um, John Belushi. Yeah, wow. and he passed away. He passed away. So then they were going to have Slimer be an embodiment of John Belushi. And the special effects artist was like, I can't fucking get this. Because the, the scheduling for this film was extremely tight. Mm. So he was like, yeah, I did it. Here it is. And he just shoved it out. And they were like, good enough. Yeah. <laughs> and that was supposed to be. <laughs> and then Winston was supposed to be played by Eddie Murphy. Yeah. He was supposed to be the one Slimer at the hotel. But that fell through. He was, I think he was filming Beverly Hills Cop at the time. And so then that's when they got Ernie Hudson. Also, by 84, Eddie Murphy would have been like one of the biggest stars in the yeah, world. Yeah, he was oh, the biggest absolutely. star at yeah. the time. So there's probably, he probably didn't <coughs> want to do a little movie like that. No, this. and there probably wasn't enough meat on the bones for him. I mean, if you look, Ernie sure. Hudson's role in the film is very minor compared yeah. to the other three guys. Yeah. Um. And so uh, Ernie Hudson ended up getting the role and then I guess he was a little pissed off that, like, I heard that his that role was, was like, minimizing this yeah, but yeah. when you're not Eddie Murphy and you gotta rewrite things that's kind of what happens but see they, so in the Lady Ghostbusters they, they reenact um, the uh, library scene essentially yeah and the opening scene is basically the same in it's, this it just works so much better well it's much simpler in this it, absolutely it's, it, the whole, this whole movie kind of builds yeah. It starts really simple. So it yeah. starts with little library, which is very creepy. This scene creeped me out as a kid. I'm probably not alone in that, but like, it starts as really simple. You see some library cards flying out. You see some books moving. Yeah. And you don't even see the ghost at first. You see the librarian freak out and run away, and then that's your opening. In Ghostbusters 2016, it's like 
giant terror nightmare fuel just immediately. Just no subtlety. Well, the setup, too, like, Peter was like, <coughs> I think he's, like, hitting on her almost. Hey, like, what's your sign? And she turns around and she's like, shh. <laughs> You're like, oh, he's fuck. Given the, he's given the standard, like, Hi, I'm uh, I'm Peter. What's your name? So where yeah. are you, where are you from originally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, that scene has one of my I, I don't think I noticed this line until very recently. That scene has one of my favorite lines in it from Dan Aykroyd, where they're down below and he says um, he says he says, "Listen, do you smell something?" And I hadn't noticed that line until very recently, and it struck me as so funny because well, it was so sincere. Even the be- <coughs> even the beginning, they're interviewing the librarian who was uh, haunted by this li- the the original librarian. And Peter Venkman is asking her questions, and he's like, you know, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, are you menstruating? Like, what the fuck does that have to do with any of this, dude? They asked him that, and he's like, he's like, back off, pal. I'm a scientist. (laughs) (laughs) The line, the dialogue is just, it's so good. Just the beginning when we introduce Venkman. Yeah, right. And he's shocking the shit out of, he's clearly trying to fuck the, the blonde test subject yep she's getting the answers wrong for all the cards and he's shocking the shit out of this other dude it's the perfect intro to his character because yeah. he's such a skeeze yeah, absolutely dude like Venkman is just there to like get laid and cause fucking problems right that's it's, all he sounds is sounds like Bill Murray yeah yeah Bill Murray was just yeah. playing Bill Murray yeah. in all these movies maybe less to two which we'll get to but it's Dan- so funny, just as like a, a comment on him in general. I love Bill Murray. I think he's universally beloved. However, if you look at the majority of things that he's in, it's like he's got more misses than hits for sure. So and I actually look for at him it. to be the biggest diva on the planet, and he's a notorious diva. Oh yeah, uh, and and so many of these movies. Um, and you're like, how and why? So that's true. But I looked at his IMDb today just because I was curious. And coming into this movie, he had just come off of Meatballs, Stripes, and uh, Caddyshack. Still three of his biggest, like, name movies. Sure. And then after that, he got super hit and miss. But coming into this, I'd say he was, like, by far the biggest star of the movie. Well, I'd say today he's done a lot more, like, indie movies that are yeah. critically acclaimed. Yeah, especially once he hooked up with Wes Anderson. Yeah. That's when he really went the full, like... I hate all of those movies. I like... I hate them. all of them. I think they're fucking awful. I think they try to be smart. They're really not. They're stupid and they're fucking boring. I feel bad about myself for liking them now. <laughs> Actually, that's true. I only like I only like one of them, but that's it. I like the goofy Bill Murray. You know, I, yeah. I, I like the quippy. I like the that's you know fair. just ripping people to shreds. I, I like the sleazeball Bill Murray. But not enough proton packs. Yeah, I, I just don't like when you try to be like really overly clever and you're like. It's mm-hmm. funny though how these comedians from this era kind of got like very full of themselves mm-hmm. in a way like Chevy Chase very much did the same thing oh I heard he's a fucking nightmare he's a nightmare everyone hates him Dan Aykroyd went <laughs> off the rails I mean he's been off yeah, the rails for a long time stopped acting like almost altogether. yeah right? he has, he's been I also look at his IMDB today and he's done mostly Ghostbusters related stuff for the last like 15 years he's done very little and he was crushing it in the 80s he's killing it and Hawking yeah. Crystal Skull Vodka and Hawking Crystal Skull King. Vodka yeah. yeah he's done some like voiceover work for documentaries mostly about paranormal stuff and that's about it by the way, I'm drinking Crystal Skull Vodka uh, in honor of Dan Aykroyd, which I stole from Red Letter Media. I, I'll fully... Uh, which we're also going to do a seance later in honor of Dan that. Aykroyd. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to see if we can bring his career back. Oh, God damn it. You just beat me. <laughs> Shit. Selling <laughs> back his career. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Gotta be quick. Gotta be quick. That's fine. I haven't awesome. had too much to drink yet. <laughs> um, yeah, so we get the library scene, and then Egon is telling you know these guys... You know, based on these numbers I ran, because they get ectoplasm and all this shit. 
I think we have a very good chance of actually capturing and containing a ghost. I do like how they set this stuff up. They're not just like throwing things out there. They kind of, like I said, they build it. Yeah. So they get some readings and they're like, okay, I think we can capture this. You know, I think we can capture these ghosts. Oh, we're working on these. They don't say proton packs, but we're working on this capture device or we're working on this nuclear device or right. whatever. I like that stuff. That's the charm of this, too. They're yeah. building their business from the ground up, mm -hmm. which, fuck you, uh, go to yeah, meet up barbecue. It, it, it's all as bad as it is in the movie, for sure. <laughs> yeah, the I have a small nuclear reactor in the back of my smoker, currently. They come out of the bank, and Ray's like, or uh, Peter goes, don't worry, everybody has a third mortgage on their home. <laughs> and then Ray's like, you didn't even bargain with a guy. That's 18%. 18 yeah. yeah. Like, and then Egon says, just so you know, Ray, the interest in the first five years alone will be $95,000. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, this is, this is, yeah. So Wait, I also have my own business. Oh, it's terrible. And the charm of this is like everything they do in this is just shit. They go to the firehouse and the chick is trying to sell him, sell them all on this. And uh, abandoned. They go, what do you think to Egon? Right? Yeah. Egon goes, I think this building should be condemned. It's in a demilitarized zone. Uh, you know, the plumbing's bad, and then Ray just slides down the pole, and he's like, This place is great. We gotta spend the night here tonight. tonight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then it's, it's, I don't mind this. I kind of like that they did this because the pacing in this movie is perfect, but they skip all of the like retrofitting and building out. It's like one scene later, the firehouse is just like fine. Sure. Which I does it's fine, it doesn't bother me. Well when the Ecto one gets bought too. Oh yeah, that's Ray good rolls up and Peter's like, Hey man, you can't park that piece of shit here. And Ray's <laughs> like, This is our new car. Oh, it needs fucking spark plugs and a new yeah. engine and blah Brake, blah blah. Suspension, steering, yeah, everything transmission, electrical. Yeah. And then he asks how much did you get it for? He's like forty eight hundred dollars, which in nineteen eighty four money was a, a whole lot of yeah. money for a broken down hearse. They're getting yeah. ripped off at every turn. Every yeah. turn they're getting ripped <laughs> off. Makes me wonder how much they got borrowed against that house. Must have been a nice house. Must have been a nice house. Must have yeah. been a really nice house. And so their first like mission They were located off Via Beleza. They're at the firehouse, right? And they hire Janine. And they're eating Chinese food. Yeah. And then um, before that, Dana Barrett... Oh, let's get... Let's, oh, that's let's right. Let's Dana Barrett. Scene. Dana Barrett has opened her fridge, and Zool is in her fridge. Yes. By the way, I was reading, I was reading like, the Wikipedia entries and stuff on this, and apparently at the time there was, an, there was like, a, uh, a backlash to how pro-male this movie was. And one back then? Back then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is this shit's nothing new. Oh, this wouldn't even forever. get made today. Yeah, this is this is nothing new. But apparently, there were like women's groups that were mad that the Dana Barrett character was treated the way she was, and that Zul was found in her refrigerator because it enforced negative female stereotypes. About oh, because she was in the kitchen. kitchen. Yeah. And like a fucking like, lady. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> Really? That's so ridiculous. That's so you crazy. You're fucking kidding me, dude. I'm not kidding. She should have been in the closet near her pantsuit where she pulls her pantsuit on and goes to work <laughs> nine to five every day. That would have been better. Zool should have been in her dildo collection. Like, yeah. <laughs> Jesus but Christ. Coward. Coward. She took it back. Am I going to be able to put this out? No, probably. In this podcast. Took it back. I only had one beer, too. I just thought it was funny. But yeah, I, just thought, I thought that was crazy. Um, I was like, come dildo on. Dildo collection. See, I got laugh hey, back there. The girl's laughing. Yeah, it's so okay. We're, we're fine. It's Alien, fine. Alien was before Ghostbusters, yeah? Alien was 86? Oh, no, damn, was it, it might really? have been earlier, actually. So, I know Sigourney Weaver was already like... 79. So wow. she was already a bad she was Sigourney a Weaver star. is a fucking ball buster. Oh, she yeah. is the best. Oh, my God. She destroyed the fucking 80s. Yeah. You wanted a female lead actress to 
fucking rule your movie, Sigourney Weaver was like the goat. I didn't um, get the feeling though Dana Barrett was weak in this. No, she wasn't. Ah, she got possessed. Yeah, it wasn't her fault. She just wanted to hover above a bed. I mean, she was clearly the star because she was like, of the, there was only three people who were like top build in this movie and she was one of them. Yeah. She was one of the biggest. Isn't that another thing that Bill Murray had some fuckery over? Probably. Like he needed his name like top build he was top or build. something like that. Or yeah. he wouldn't do it at so all. Which I would argue Alien was like a bigger movie than any of the things Bill Murray had done at the yeah. time. This is why I broke out the Crystal Skull. <laughs> I told Emma I had this. And she was like, I have a picture. And she's like, I've always wanted one of these because I've had a picture of me with this Crystal Skull vodka in a bar one day. Anyway, I'll, I'll stop making horribly offensive jokes. But yeah, oh, I thought that no. was... Yeah, sure, have another beer. It's not that kind of podcast. Keep it coming. Here we go. Yeah. No, I just thought that... I thought that was interesting that there was still that backlash back then. There was also backlash because it was like pro... What was it? It was like... Not pro-military, but like pro like pro Reaganomics, pro business anti regulation or something like that and I'm like guys it's a silly Cuz you have a government guy who's, who's a like, villain essentially but, but what is he he's like the environmental he's from something the, he's from the EPA yeah, yeah, yeah. EPA yeah the multi yeah. character which by the way he's I'm, not wrong he's not yeah, wrong yeah, yeah, <laughs> this man you're right this man has no dick yeah that's what i heard <laughs> He's not wrong at all. Walter Peck shows up in this movie to be like, I'm pretty sure you guys are running an unlicensed nuclear reactor under your building and that yeah. might be a problem. Yeah, that's you know a little what? terrifying. He's right. Yeah. <laughs> that is a problem. I love how we made him the villain. By the way, apparently the guy who played Walter Peck was like harassed for years after this movie. Yeah. To the point where he ran into, I think he ran into like Ivan Reitman at one point and wanted to punch him. He hit him. him up about it, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Crazy. This man has no dick. That's fucking fantastic, dude. <laughs> that's Holy such a shit. great line. So, Zool is in Sigourney Weaver's fridge. By the way, Sigourney Weaver in this movie has an amazing kitchen. Absolutely. This Sigourney kitchen. Weaver has an amazing lots of things. <laughs> yeah. Let's just put that out yeah, there. That, that, there is no Dana, there is only Zool. Yeah, that was a pretty great scene. For a few reasons. Yeah, so she goes to the Ghostbusters and she sees a commercial on TV because they're... I guess we're skipping over the ballroom scene, right? Did she come to them before the ballroom She's scene? before the ballroom before scene. Before the ballroom scene, yeah. right. Because, the, because she's they, their first customer. They meet her. She's their first customer. Her, their they, early diagnosis uh, is like, they, there's nothing going on. So that's an interesting thing about this movie because these guys are, for the most part, two of them at least, Ray and Egon, like fully believe in ghosts. They've seen a ghost now, and yet there's still a part of them that's skeptical about everything. Because she comes in, she's like, eggs exploded on my counter and yeah, fried. I opened my fridge. I saw all this. Yeah, cooked on my counter. I opened a fridge. Oh I saw this God. monster. Look at all this junk food. They put the mind scanner <laughs> on her, right? You yeah. See the, the so like the, it's like a colander with just oh. uh, uh, like <coughs> wires sticking out of it. But they're so extremely skeptical of her, which I think is interesting. Egon's like, she's telling the truth. Or at least she thinks she is. Yeah, right. It's such a douche line. <laughs> so then Peter goes to her apartment and he's he's got this fucking thing. Like... You never see this again in any of the other movies. No. He's blowing this air thing, and she's like, are you sure you're using that right? And he's like, yeah, well, I mean, I think well, so. I think I am. <laughs> I looked it up. This is a real thing. It is used to test for, like, noxious gases in the area, or in the air. Okay, it's well, there you go. a real piece of equipment. God damn, he's done his fucking homework. Yeah, I like this movie. I get really into it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I love it, though, like... He goes, is that the bedroom? She's like, yeah, but nothing happened in there. And he's like, what a tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> he's such a fucking pervert. He's man. such a pervert in this movie, yeah. Yeah. So he goes goes into the kitchen. He sees the fried eggs on the counter. Again, super skeptical. But, like, something weird happened here. And then and he opens, opens the fridge. He's like, oh, my God. And she's like, what? Look at all that junk food. <laughs> Do you eat this shit? Yeah. <laughs> 
And he tries to hit on her, and she's like, "Get the fuck out!" He's trying much. to hit on her the whole time. Yeah. Yes, the whole he's such a skis the whole time. Back in Ghostbusters HQ, when he's like, uh, "You two go look at uh, you two go research into Zool or whatever," and I'm gonna take Miss Barrett back to her apartment and check her out. Check out the apartment. <laughs> and, he's the whole, and then he just like bites his hand. Like he's, he's such a perv. So they get the call. They get their fir- they're yeah. eating Chinese food. That's the famous. This is the we last. We got one. Cash. This is the last. Yeah. Of cash. Janine gets a call. We got one. Boom. They go to the hotel, yeah. which is a fucking. The whole thing is great, dude. Yeah. Um, it, it's great from the sense of like, they're they're a business that just got their first client, and they're playing it off as if they do this all the time. They're constantly like, uh, we Janine, came, we saw, we kicked its yeah. ass. <laughs> they, the, they walk in, they're like, well, be, well, don't worry, we handle this stuff all one the time. Of the best what was the bill? Was it like, they even say $5,000? Five, $5, they're they're like, $5,000? I won't pay it. Oh, we'll just put this right back. One of the best scenes in this movie, they're in the elevator. Oh, yeah. And they're, they're going up to the, the floor where they saw Slimer. And um, Egon, I think, or Ray is like, I'm really worried about this. And Peter's like, why worry? Each one of us is wearing unlicensed nuclear accelerator on its back. <laughs> and then Ray's like, I just thought about it, and this stuff has never been tested. Egon's like, I blame myself. And then Peter's like, I blame you too. Yeah, so <laughs> He's like, better switch me on. They switch him on, it's like... And then you just see Egon backing away in the elevator. It's fucking great, dude. There's a great interaction before they even get on with a guy like smoking a cigar outside the elevator. What are you, some kind of cosmonaut? Yeah, it's like... Exterminators, man. Somebody saw a roach up on fourth on the fourth floor. Going up, I think I'll take the next one. Yeah. <laughs> well, this they, podcast is turning into three nerds reciting all their favorite lines from 100%. this movie. One hundred percent. That's why Emma excuse herself. Yeah, that's, that was smart. It's yeah. It's they go so up good. on the floor, and the maid is just pushing innocently this cart. They shoot her, and it just shows how inexperienced they are with all this. They hear one. Commotion! They're like screaming and firing their fucking proton streams, <laughs> blowing the fucking cart up. Yeah, and they're like successful test. And then um, Ray's like, "We better split up." And Peter goes, "Yeah, good idea. We'll do more damage that way." Yeah, <laughs> that's one of my favorite lines in the movie. That's so funny because they're already just they're destroying everything yeah. in their path just immediately. Absolutely, so fuck. And then Peter, the famous, he gets slimed. He gets slimed in the hallway. He gets slimed. He gets attacked by this ghost, and he's on the floor. And Ray goes, "What happened?" And Peter's like, "He slimed me." And Ray's like, "No concern for him at all." He's just like, "That's, That's great." great. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> then he radios Egon, and Egon and says, says, "Make Egon, sure you get a sample." Yeah, he's like, "This is uh, uh, Peter got slimed," and Egon just goes, "That's great news." Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> and then they corner into the ballroom. And this scene's just fucking great, dude. It is the most one of the most destructive scenes in film history. It's so wonderful. Absolutely. They're, I like that he tries pulling the, the tablecloth off just and because. just breaks all the stuff on it. And then you, you got the uh, And the concierge. roses are still standing! You got the concierge on the other side and you just hear and he just keeps checking the door he has to like see a, if it's locked. He has like a stately old woman with him too who's waiting yeah. for the party to start. He's like, oh no, no, no. Don't, don't worry, ma'am. It's, it's all going to be ready any minute now. And you just hear the whole thing collapse. He's just inside. like, I assure you, Mr. White, Mrs. White Lady, that this room <laughs> will be ready. Mrs. this room will be fine. <laughs> yeah. The Bill Murray pulling the tablecloth off was such a nice touch because the room was completely destroyed at that point. So he was just like, whatever. Let's try this. Yeah, totally. 
Egon is, is firing the proton stream and Slimer like dodges it and he just keeps firing and blows the whole fucking bar <laughs> clear this is, off. This is dude. also where we learn the very important don't cross the stream. Don't, don't cross, cross the, the streams. streams. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. It would be bad. 100%. Yeah, it's like, how bad? Uh, the end of all life as you know it and all of your <laughs> molecules would invert immediately. And they're like, okay, that's sure. bad. So then they, they wrangle Slimer in and get him in the trap and when they come out like you said, he's like, well, luckily for you, we are uh, having a special on proton charging this week. Yeah. So this is only going to run you about $5,000. $5,000? I won't pay it. Oh, that's fine. We'll just go ahead and put this back. Yeah, no shit. It's great. And then uh, after that, they become celebrities. Then we get a 1980s montage where we, we you see... You've a montage. Yeah, we got to have a montage where they're catching ghosts. a montage. <laughs> we, get, we get cameos from uh, Larry King. Chain smoking, which is great. Absolutely. Uh, Casey Kasem, the radio guy. Uh, I love that guy. Yeah. Casey Kasem. His wife was also in this movie. You know the blonde that's with Brick uh, 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 Branson's character later on? That yeah. they're dancing? Yes. That's, that's his wife? Tracks. Yeah, that's his wife. That's Casey, Casey Kasem's like wife, who was you know, probably 22 oh, the at the time. Yeah. yeah, the dits, exactly. Casey Kasem was only like 95. She was going to bounce, movie, right? So. And he was like, oh, come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. If we start dancing, everybody else will start dancing. And then they start awkwardly dancing. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so 80s montage where they become, like, super celebrities. Yeah. Yeah. So, Vankman is stalking Dana Barrett outside of her orchestra at this point. And then you got that dude who's shooting the fucking uh, nasal spray up his nose. Yeah. And Vankman's like, who's a stiff? And then she's like, oh, you're a big celebrity now, you know? And then he tries to ask her on a date, So he, but he's covering this in, like, oh, I'm going to... Um, he's show you about your case. He's barely covering this. Yeah, we found some stuff yeah. on the name Zool and blah blah blah. Yeah, it's it's you know we we found some stuff about your case. We should get together and go over it. How about nine o'clock in my sex dungeon? Let's go over it there. <laughs> like he's not covering dungeon. it up at all. Also, Vankman is not uh, charming. He's just skeezy. Yeah. Sure. If I have one issue with his movie, it's that. It's that she just like falls for him right He's here. He's the guy who shoots his shot everywhere, though. Well, he literally. Eventually, gonna hit something. I guess so, but in this case, it's Sigourney Weaver. And yeah. She has no reason to be. Well, she had for a him. demon in her, so. Not at the, not at this moment, though. Well, she that did have it. Uh, yeah, but I mean, she was gonna get it later. Oh, also. she was gonna get it later for yeah. sure. But yeah, that's uh, that. Yeah, if I have one, if I have one weird thing about this movie, it's that. But it is a funny scene. So the dog statues have broken loose at this point. On top of the buildings. We get to the Rick Moranis part. Very New York. One shot. I think that's one of my favorite parts about this movie. I don't like New York. I don't want to go to New York. I love movies about New York. (laughs) Well, this is like this is like prime New York too. The city feels very much like a character in this movie. Oh, totally. Because nineteen eighties New York, like New York now, it's like it's really cleaned up. It's pretty nice. New York now? Yeah. Oh, the best description I've heard is a shithole. Oh, but it's a lot better than it was in 1984. Oh. 1984 New York was an absolute shit. 70s and 80s New York was like totally scuzzy. New York now is mostly fine. It's mostly touristy. Um, but I don't like New York very much. I was there four or five years ago. Um, not for me, but it's way better than it was then. 1984 New York was absolute dog shit. And it, that really comes through in this movie, I think. Like, it's, it is scuzzy. Glad we don't have any East Coast listeners, but also... <laughs> well, they're all gone. You. But also, <laughs> fuck you for living in the grossest city in the world. The only thing I will say about New York that is still true is that, like, you know when you see in movies steam shoot out of streets and it looks really just gross? Randomly that's a real thing. Holes and shit like that. Yeah, that's a real thing to Whoa. this day. You'll just be walking down the street and it's just like gross hot steam will shoot uh. out from what I assume are the subway tunnels. 
That's still a thing. But New York in 1984 was like gross and bad, and it really comes through in this movie. Like it is, it is gnarly. Okay, who brought the pooch? Okay, <laughs> right. the pooch. we're back to Rick Moranis. Yeah, so this is the this is the she goes back to her room to get ready for the date, right? I think this is it. And then this is when the dog. We get well, keep in mind, Rick Moranis has been hitting on Sigourney Weaver this entire time. Yeah, in a really weird. And that, like, I'll be your best friend, but also please love and fuck me? Yeah. I'll be your best friend, but please sit on my face. Sorry. He's in the friend zone now, but he's hoping he can cross over. Nope. Also, Rick Moranis is the only person in both Ghostbusters 1 and 2 to definitely get laid. Fair point. With Sigourney Weaver and yeah. then with uh, Annie Potts. Hey, man, here's to Rick Moranis. Yeah, goddamn, dude. That legend. Uh, yeah, so the pooch... Uh, a taxi in front of that restaurant. Yeah. The scene before the scene before that though, with when Sigourney Weaver gets possessed, is a pretty like creepy scene. It's terrifying. When she's in her chair. She's attacked like, by a thousand hands. Yeah, like the hands like shoot up yeah. and grab her, and they and they like getting some move tent her too. into the kitchen. Yeah. yeah, somebody was. Someone was copping a field. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was Rick Moranis. Ah. Turns out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Zool. Uh, Possesses Sigourney Weaver. Zool possesses Sigourney Weaver. And, and the Keymaster. Whose name I hadn't noticed. She was the gatekeeper, this, right? <coughs> She's the gatekeeper, yeah. and he was the Keymaster. Vince Corthos, right? Vince Corthos. Ah, what a name. I know. Zool what is Vince Corthos. What's your name? Vince. Huh? Yeah. Vince? Yeah, it's such a, it's such a, like a, this is one thing I didn't pick up on as a kid, but the, the uh, gatekeeper and the Keymaster, very thinly veiled reference to they got a bone before. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So they drop Rick Moranis off at the Ghostbusters headquarters. Police pick him up. Yeah. Egon takes out the PKE meter, and the thing is going off the charts. And it's funny. Janine comes out, and she's like, dropping off a picking up. Great line. And the the cop's like, dropping off. And then um, he gives a PKE meter, and he's like, you better bring him in. Right? And they hook him up to the deal. And originally, when they show Sigourney Weaver, it's just a normal human yeah. skeleton. I love this the the, the thing the, the the aesthetic. Yeah, the yeah. TV monitor the computer, on, that's on the, the dog. It's the dog. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. great. And then he's telling Egon a story about. This is what I wanted to clarify. We were, we were kind of chatting earlier through text. I believe he tells a story about Gozer um, attacking a civilization back in the days, and he took Gozer took the form of the Destructor. Yes. And it was a giant sloth, right? Something like that, yeah. Right, so I believe Gozer takes the form of Stay Puff at the end of this movie. Yes. Um, Which I didn't notice until this viewing, but Stay Puff comes up multiple times in the film. There's a lot of Stay Puff foreshadowing. Sure. Next to the eggs, there's a bag of Stay Puff marshmallows. There's a Stay Puff Uh, sign next to the Ghostbusters uh, uh, firehouse. Yeah. But yeah, he's taken, so he's a a Mesopotamian god. Right. I think it was Mesopotamian. Who was like who had destroyed multiple civilizations at different points in space and time, and takes different forms. And yeah, Rick Moranis gives this whole speech where he's just like, "Yeah, Gozer came in the last during this period as this thing, and then he last came before that." And yeah, that sort of thing. Which again, probably improv the whole thing. Before we get to the containment unit part, um, Walter Peck, as we dis- discussed, comes to Ghostbusters HQ. Yeah, and he talks to Peter Venkman. Mm-hmm. And Peter Venkman, yeah, who's a he goes, I want to see the containment unit. Peter Venkman's like, why do you want to see the containment unit? Well, because I want to see what it is you do here. Peter Venkman's like, you go get a court order and I'll sue your ass for wrongful prosecution, blah, blah, blah. So he goes, have it your way, Mr. Venkman, and he leaves. Peter Venkman in that scene sounded like every armchair legal expert on Twitter. 
who doesn't know what he's talking about. He's like, if you get a court order, I'll sue you. It's like, nah, that doesn't so, work that way. In between this, Winston Zedmore shows up. Yeah. And I love this scene. Annie Potts, uh, uh, Janine, Janine, yeah, is interviewing him, and she's just like, "Do you believe in demonic possession, uh, apparitions, uh, tele telepathy, telekinesis, uh, telekinesis, spirits, yeah, all this and stuff?" She just I'm doesn't give a paycheck. Yeah, I believe whatever you want. He's like, yeah. I'm, he's like, I don't care. And so Bankman and Ray show up, and they're like, "God, I gotta get some sleep. You don't look good. Yeah, your color looks bad, right?" And they give. Winston the traps and we're like let's go and they show him the containment unit and the whole scene about just just the process of imprisoning and imprisoning these ghosts is fucking fantastic mm -hmm. you know he puts it in he's like you gotta set your protection grid put it in trap is clean blah 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 this is the uh, the uh, Twinkie statement too right yes this is the Twinkie scene Egon is doing some measurements he's like the amount of telekinetic uh, energy Imagine this Twinkie is like New York or whatever. Yeah, he's like he's like New York should have this amount of uh, telekinetic energy and right. ghost activity, basically. But imagine a Twinkie that's like thirty six thousand pounds or something like that. That's a big Twinkie. It's like, it's a, it's like, it's Twinkie. a big Twinkie. They're, they're all like, smoking cigs too. Yeah, they're smoking just around this like nuclear technology. <laughs> I think it's so funny. The, yeah. I like the containment unit scene because they don't ex they don't try to explain the technology too much. Right? They don't explain it too much, but they're just like this is a machine that we built. It works this way, but we have to do these things. For this to work, I like that. That's that's good. It's just enough. Nothing's really explained in this movie, which is fine. You don't have to explain it. Because the whole premise of it is fucking ridiculous. Well, sure. But they take it just seriously enough. They explain enough to where you get what they're doing. And it's played straight. And it's played completely straight. It's just like people going to work. So you buy in. Yeah, you buy into it. It's just like if we clocked in in a job where we just like caught things and you put them in this thing, that's what's going on here. So... Uh, let's get into where Vakeman shows up for his date now, and he's meeting Zool and not Sigourney Weaver. This is like the most bonding scene of this whole film because well, Vakeman just happens to have 500 cc's of oh yeah uh, he did Benzedrine yeah, 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 yeah some yeah. kind of fucking he did show up with Rohit and all yeah yeah I didn't notice that until this time and I was like oh I didn't even think about it until we're oh, talking about it right now I'm like oh yeah he he's still like I pumped her full of 300 cc's of yeah I think it was something Thorazine. like that Thorazine that was yeah, it that was drug. it which apparently at the time was not considered to be a rape drug but now is considered to be a rape oh, drug oh is that right so no maybe, shit maybe Bill Murray was like ahead of his time on what is or is not a rape drug I guess Cosby was uh, you know he did a lot of consulting for this film Cosby and Bill Murray were boys in 1984 <laughs> <laughs> Bill Murray was like, just trust me. It's not big now, but this is going to be the biggest thing. You're not going to use any potty humor in the movie now, are you? Uh, no, Mr. no, Mr. Cosby, but we would like your uh, your help on how to drug a lady. Yeah. Oh, there's this crazy lady, and she's got the demons in her. He's like, oh, I'll put the demons in a bunch of ladies. <laughs> no, 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 that's not what we're saying, Mr. Cosby. She has a literal demon inside of her. Yeah. We need to put her to sleep. Done this many times. <laughs> 300 cc's of Thorazine. Yeah. So, it is pretty wild he had that on him, but whatever, we won't dwell on that. Anyway, she is really out. And he's zipping up. Well, the thing is, before she's out... Introduction's great. Does yeah, Venkman cool. get credit here? Because... He's key master. No. She, she tells yeah. him, like, I want you, sub-creature. Yeah. I want you inside of me. And he's immediately like, and I he was like two people inside well, of me. Well, at first I'm he goes, yeah, okay. And then he's like, nope. I think there's at least two people inside there right now. Yeah. 
Bankman gets credit for not going full Cosby in this yeah. scene. If a woman it's tells a man, I want you inside of me, that's a fucking hard resist. It is, but if you see legit crazy going on, then maybe you're like... Mm. Don't ever... Hey, this is the original don't stick your dick in crazy. Right? I, get, I suppose so. There you go. Yeah, it literally... See, it broke ground. <laughs> Cutting edge. Cutting edge. Very anyway, cut to three scenes later, and he's yeah. date rape drugged her, so yeah. it's not that cutting edge, I guess. But he doesn't do it. This scene would have been infinitely. This would have been a full like Goldfinger scene had he had, had he slept with her in this state. That would have been like that. Probably wouldn't have aged as well. We would have looked back on it and yeah. said, oh, "Oops, yeah, like oh, that's not good." I love that in a million years I never thought about why he had rape drug on him. <laughs> I know. I didn't either. I didn't either until right now. Well, they don't talk about it. them ever carrying medications with them at all. No, the because they're movie. not doctors. They're not doctors. No. Yeah. But Bill Murray is possibly a possibly a rapist. Yeah. Did he like yeah. go down to like the rape liquor store yeah, well, and like? Uh, you are know. you familiar with Thorazine? I've heard of it. No. It's a date rape drug. Hey, so would you be creeped out if I showed up at your door with 300 cc's of Thorazine in my pocket? Yeah. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, sure. that's the correct yeah, yeah. answer. Yeah. yeah. It'd be really creepy. It's a, very, it's a very strange scene, for sure. Or how he gets her out is a very strange scene. They said that scene where she was floating above the covers, too, was all, like, legit effects. Like, just wires? Yeah, yeah. just wires and shit. It looks good. It looks really yeah. good. There's yeah. a lot of practical effects in this. Oh, There's yeah. Time. Yeah. No, it looks really good. It's a, it's a, it's a fine scene, and Bankman gets credit for not going full. People Connery. shit on the, the proton stream effects in this too. I think they still hold up. They look pretty good. They're fine. They're fine. There's a lot worse effects in this movie. Than they that. look, they look better in the second one, but effects had progressed a ton. Yeah. I think the dogs are the worst part of this. Yeah, for 100%. sure. Did ILM do the effects in this one? Do we know? <coughs> uh, industrial. Yeah, uh, industrial light magic. Yeah, or and magic. Because they were, they were like the forefront of all this stuff at this point. I'll have to look that up, dude. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think it, I think it all looks fine. The dogs are the worst, but that's, that's okay. The dogs are by far the worst. Yeah. But like we said, it doesn't really matter. But the up-close shots are great. Yeah, the up-close shots are good. And when you see the dogs, like when they're standing still, like when they're yeah. back on the pedestals and stuff like that, they're fine. Practical effects always hold up. So practical heck? effects always look better than CGI. Bad CGI ages terribly. Decent practical effects, you're like, it's good, it's a good yeah, practical. Even effect. good CGI ages pretty bad. Good CGI also ages terribly. Yeah. Yeah. And even current CGI, like in the Eternals. Like in the Eternals, which we won't mention, but it's <laughs> which awful. We're not talking don't about. go see it. <laughs> oh yeah. Cosmic mean, agrees, don't go see the Eternals. I'll give Do we have to record a separate CC podcast on the Eternals? Yeah, we might have to, for sure. <laughs> it's very, very bad. Yeah. I mean even like, you know, we don't need to bring this up again, but like we watched Black Widow recently and some of the CGI and that was just atrocious. Yeah. Well, we're talking I mean, Ghostbusters, a, but sorry, Black Widow's like an Oscar nominee compared to Eternals. Oh, Lose, but just a, just a PSA here, if anybody's listening to this. Um, no one's listening. To this. No funny. one's listening. It's but funny. yeah, okay for the four it. of you that are listening, yeah. um, we went. Lewis and I went and saw Eternals last night, and you, it was no Ghostbusters. Wink. Yeah, him and I are a big <laughs> MCU fans, so obviously we watch every MCU movie. Every that comes one out. of them, even Captain Marvel. I've seen Captain Marvel twice. Would, yep. Fair to say, this is wow. the worst MCU movie we've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, it's the oh, worst wow. in the whole. Movie. I would agree. Yeah. And they invited me, and I said no. Nope. Because there's there's MCU movies that don't try nearly as hard that are also no. kind of shit, and you're like, all right. Matt well. Matt initially said yes. I did. Then I looked he goes, the I'll tag along, and he goes, yeah. holy shit, two hours and thirty five minutes. <laughs> yes, goes, I'm out. I think I'll sit this one out. I wish Matt <laughs> suffered through it like the rest of us because uh, yeah. Matt and Emma are on the same wavelength. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, 
not worth the price of admission. Yeah. Uh, the two hours, 37 minutes, it was, I'd like that time of my life Wasn't back. Wasn't that movie like $5? Yeah. It was. It was not worth $5. <laughs> That's pretty yeah, bad. It was, it was not worth free. It was not worth uh, free and the beer was free. It was it bad. Was, you know uh, it was, yeah. If someone paid you? Yeah. No. <laughs> You know what is worth it, folks? Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, number yeah, one. Yes. Part one. I, I mean, when this was re-released in theaters a few years ago, I went and saw this. What? Ghostbusters in theater. Do they... Fuck. I was even say that Century... That, that theater that we went to yesterday, they do old movies all mm-hmm. the time. We should try to catch some kind of classic movies there. I'm yeah, positive okay. Ghostbusters is one of them. It probably may have already passed due to Halloween, but... Well, it's clearly and sure. it's still a thing because I looked at Ghostbusters just today just for research purposes, and it was showing up in L.A. So it clearly bounces around yeah. different places. So yeah, when we can find places. I went and saw it. when it was the 30th anniversary. Oh, I went cool. saw oh, it in the theaters. That's yeah, that's cool. Yeah, um, so Peck shows up with a construction worker and, and a, a police officer. And a yes. stereotypical 1980s New York cop. Yeah. And in he's like, like, shut all this down, shut all this down. And Egon's trying to tell him, like, look, dude. The cop doesn't seem to care that Bill Murray has a Thorzine collection. But they do. <laughs> <laughs> Next to like a ball gag and some furry handcuffs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, and a whole bunch of lie for some reason. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, that's fine. This is the 80s. Yeah. But, uh, but you got to shut down this nuclear reactor, which again is fair. So Bill Murray shows up and he's like, I want to cooperate in any way I can. And... Uh, Peck is like, right, it's very strange. You had your chance, Vinkman. Now it's my turn, wise ass. Shut it down. And then even the construction worker's like, I've never seen anything like this. I don't think. And like, they just I'm tell him to shut it down. Yeah. And then you just see um, Egon go like this with his hands a big boom. And like, let's start going up the stairs, right? They shut down the protection grid on the containment unit. I fucking love this scene. And he shuts it down, and the red light's blinking. You hear bomb, 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 and then the whole thing just fucking blows up, and all the ghosts they've caught are flying all yeah. over New York, dude. To be fair, like you said, like wouldn't there be just a way to be like, oh, that was a mistake. Let's just turn that back on again. Like, oops. What do you mean, oops? What if the power just went out? Like that's a good question. Well, and they yeah. do say they do say if, when they first move into the firehouse, they're like, "Oh, the electricity here isn't up to spec for what we need." So, did they like build a nuclear reactor to give them enough electricity for yeah. what they needed? Because yeah, like, what, what do you have power out? You know, it doesn't matter. We don't have to pick apart this movie. It's fine. It's such a good one. We don't need the nitpick. You know what I do like is a lot of the soundtrack for this. Because this I is, was just about to say, yeah. when the ghosts escape, I think, is the most it's 80s called, moment. I believe in magic. I believe in magic, magic. Yes, it's fucking great, I, too. I love... It's in this one and in the second one. They have a lot of songs that describe what's going on in scenes. Yeah. There's literally a song at the end that's like, the Ghostbusters are showing up now to save the day. <laughs> it's like, Now, what? the second one is hit and miss. second one's very hit and miss. This one, though, is all hit. I really like the score in this, particularly when the story gets yeah, the I mean, a little more Yeah, they stole like... the slogan from fucking an 80s pop star. <coughs> what? Wait, what? Who's the pop star? What? I mean, the song Ghostbusters was sued to shit. Oh, by Huey Lewis. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Huey Lewis was supposed to write the song. I want a new drug. They, yeah. they approached him to do the song. Yeah, right? and he's he did. Like, nah. Right, and then, and then Huey the, Lewis... We'll just steal stuff. the beat to yeah. your actual... 
award-winning like, number true. top ten. Yes. Have, have you seen the Cam Peel sketch where it's um? Oh, it's him like covering it's everything. Peel. Yeah, and he's yeah. like. I've wrote some other songs other than Ghostbusters. Every song sounds like Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> Die Hard! <laughs> Die Hard! Oh, this leads into one of my biggest complaints about the second movie, but we'll get there. Oh, okay, so, I think the score is overall pretty good. I like the 80s. I like the really 80s score stuff. The, 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 the Ghostbusters get called to the mayor's office. Yes. And this is they the, get arrested um, first. This and, is, that's, yes. and that's where we get actually the, the, the exposition where uh, 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 Dan Aykroyd and Egon are like talking about how, oh, this building was built by uh, this guy, Ivan Shandor, who was really into the occult. And they use these Warshippers of Gozer. Yeah, they like they use these special materials that NASA uses, and like this is basically a tuning fork for the supernatural. And you know that was down with Dan Aykroyd. Oh, Dan Aykroyd 100%. was rock. He had all the research done, ready to go. Dan Aykroyd had to sit down for this scene because he was so yeah. rock hard. He yeah. couldn't stand. And again, knock that table right. I, I'm oh, stealing yeah. this from Red Letter Media. Full disclosure, but. So apparently they interviewed Dan Aykroyd and they were like, "Yeah, my kids asked me if ghosts are real and if all these all this stuff in these movies are real." And of course I had to tell them the truth. And the answer is yes. <laughs> all of this shit is absolutely real. He's into it. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. One thing that I that I don't because I've seen the red letter media stuff on this too. The review I've seen a bunch of people talking about this, but like. This 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 whole thing that like Ghostbusters is all about science and that's not really true. There's a lot of occult stuff in these movies too. It's not just scientists versus. Well, it's not good science. Let's be real. It's not. They're all walking around with nuclear weapons, potentially strapped to their behinds. No, I I think it's junk science. It's not real science, but it's like these people, like Dan Aykroyd's influence, especially like they're very into the occult in these movies. I think the appeal though is that science conquers over. That is the appeal. What I'm uh, saying is there's still a lot of themes of like occultism and religion yeah. in this too. And they, they, they sure science the shit out of this to figure this out. Yeah. Right? For sure. And in this one, the appeal is science conquers, you know, uh, uh, ghosts. In the second one, that's not the case, unfortunately. No, that's good feelings and love. Exactly. Which but is, we'll get to which that. Which is horseshit. You yeah. know, but lifting me higher, higher, and higher. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, but I'm yeah, saying they're in the prison though, and I love this. There is still a lot of like, which I think is I think is interesting. There's a lot of like occult stuff and religious stuff. And they're they're breaking things. all this down though. Yeah, and Peter's like Ray, for once, pretend that I don't have a doctrine in paranormal blah blah, and then Ray's just like. You never studied, did you? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it's it's great because that he's the avatar for the audience. He's yes. the one that's yeah. like put this in layman's terms. He's terms. an everyday man he's who's the also man. potentially quietly something's coming. <laughs> he's the everyman with a lot he's of. He's the everyday man who might be big on. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, I don't have any Thorazine on me right now, so maybe yeah. not every. Not man, everyday man. Yeah. Like, you should always bring Thorazine on every date you're on, man. Just in case they get crazy. Just in case, just yeah. in case your lady gets. Little does Emma know that I had Thorazine on our first date. Just in case. In case the devil took over. Uh-oh. Yeah, we're ready. Thorazine on our first date. Wow. <laughs> That's female empowerment. Yeah, right? <laughs> that was going to root for you. I'm glad this all worked out. Hashtag equality. The last podcast we did on No Time to Die, uh-huh. we were all fucked up at the end. Yes. She admitted on film, on tape, that she raped me the first night we met. Oh, I don't remember So there you that. go. I had a lot to drink. Yeah, we were fucking hammered. I know we were. I listened yeah. to the end of that podcast. But before she yeah. did, she was like, it's time for rape. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the empowered line, you know, women's line in that movie. Yes. 
But anyhow, I could arrest your whole rest with a thought, bitch. Time to die. We just lost three of our four listeners. <laughs> we we so we go to the mayor's and the, office. And the one left is a Thorazine enthusiast. Yeah, God we, damn it. We go to we the don't know. Office. We don't have any. We can't send yes. you any. <laughs> we go to the mayor's office. Well, they 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 finally the mayor finally and sends the cardinals them. there from the Catholic Church. Yeah, again, like a little religious thing kind of coming in here. So the mayor's like, "How are you, Mike?" And they're slapping each other on the face. Well, like, he, he, the mayor wa- the, the the cardinal walks in. and He's like, "Oh." Your eminence, your holiness, and he kisses him on the hand. And then yeah. he's like, "Yeah, how you doing, Scotty? Like, what's up?" <laughs> hey, it's like this weird thing. Yeah, yeah. fucking Goomba. Weird. You got some Goomba? Yeah, you got some Goomba on your face. Yeah, I brought you a sandwich. I told you with the ghost in the bickety bar. The priest too is is giving this weirdly formal thing where he's like, "The church cannot officially say that ghosts exist." Having said that, if I were you. I would be prepared to deal with some ghosts. And it's like, what does that do to yeah, help this what, what mayor? Does that mean, so you've though? done nothing. Yeah. It's so strange. So I gotta tell you, when first of all, Peck, the the whole thing, and Ray's like, everything was doing fine here until Dickless here shut off the protection grid. Is that true? And the mayor goes, Is that true? No dick. And Venkin goes, Yes, it's true. This man, this man has, has no, no dick. dick. It's my favorite line this whole fucking <laughs> <laughs> Because it's such a mic drop moment. Like, suck so, it, Peck. What do you think about that? The mayor takes the side of the Ghostbusters and says, get Peck the fuck out totally. of here. Totally. He just said the dude had no dick. That's great. Right. And Peck's like, I'm going to fix you, Venkman. So the mayor's like, what do you need from me? So this song, after this, this is like on all my fucking workout mixes, all my pump out mixes, saving the day. It's the Thorazine. It's, uh, cool, it's a cool scene because these guys are not like... They're not superheroes, but in this moment, they're being treated like superheroes. Yes, they yeah. are. Yeah. Everybody's chanting, Ghostbusters, yeah. Ghostbusters, right? Yeah. The military's there. Everybody's backing them up. They're getting, a, they're getting a police escort. Well, I think Venkman gives the mayor this, like, just super cheesy speech where he's like, if you're wrong, we'll take the fall. We look like the assholes. But if you're right, you're going to save millions no, no, no. of voters. Yeah. I, I will quote this exact scene. Oh, oh, go for it. Venkman goes... If we're wrong, Lenny, we'll go to jail peacefully. We'll love it. But if you're right, Lenny, oh, if you're right, you will have saved the lives of millions and millions of registered voters. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, wow. Yes. Wasn't even people. It was just registered voters. And the guy's like, yeah. I was telling Emma this earlier, too, when they're trying to explain the apocalypse. First of all, Ernie Hudson as Winston Zebmore, one of the best lines in this whole movie. He goes, let me tell you something, Mayor. I didn't believe any of this Babylonian god shit before I met, got with these men. But let me tell you something. And this is a black man talking. He goes, I have seen shit that will turn you white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, look, I didn't believe any of this, but since I joined these men, this shit is fucking real. When he says that, there's like a quick cut to the fire chief, and the fire chief just looks like yeah, scandalized. Dude. It's like, whoa. It's great. I cannot give enough praise to, um, and I know Eddie Murphy was a peg for this role. Ernie Hudson kills it. Ernie perfect. Hudson kills it in yeah. this role, dude. You know, this He's is so good. This it's it, That is one of a hundred examples in this movie of like perfect just the perfect storm of everything. Like well, it's everything lightning in a bottle. Be, it's lightning in a bottle. You can't recreate it. The chemistry between these four men, and I know Ernie uh, joins the, the team fairly late in this, Yeah. but the chemistry between these four guys is like second to none. The chemistry dude. is still really good. And like, it, it's one of those things where you go like, 
had Eddie Murphy been there, maybe it wouldn't have been as good. Maybe I don't think he, it would have. I don't think it would have either. I think he would have taken over too much. What do you it, think? It would have been constantly tugging a war in for like who was like like top bill, who yeah, was like absolutely. The, the lead of the Ghostbusters and yeah. stuff like that. Right, I agree one hundred percent. Like Harold Ramis was not a star at this point; he was a writer. Nobody knew who Harold Ramis was—a writer and director. But I like, would argue Bill Murray was probably a star at this point. Bill Murray was yeah, a star. Yeah, hundred percent. He'd already done Caddyshack. Harold Ramis was noticeable. He was a sure. strike as a writer, yeah. though. But as a yeah. writer, but he, he had done stuff. Initially, Dan Aykroyd was known from SNL. Initially, Harold Ramis just wanted to write. Yeah, right. But the more he got into the script, he's like, Egon Spangler can only be played by one guy, and that's me. And I'm so it. fucking glad. Hey, man, here's to fucking Harold Ramis, man. Yeah. Rest in peace, buddy. Yeah, for sure, dude. Love, pal. That's another guy who I went through his IMDb. And, and, and I, I know like we're going to touch. Did was amazing. Yeah, was I know very, we're going to touch on, on the, the new Ghostbusters before we get out of here. Mm-hmm. I, I hope. The predictions aren't true that there's going to be a fucking ghost Harold Ramis in this uh, I'd prepare yourself for hopefully that Hopefully it's Tupac instead. Ooh, that'd work. Yeah, yeah. or yeah. Biggie. Tupac and Biggie. Unity. Together. You gotta get Unity. And they're banging it out because yeah, that's yeah. fucking progressive. That is progressive. Tupac and Biggie just riding each other like the ambiguous like Ghosts! Yeah, the it's non-binary side, ghosts. Boy, they that's just a, mush into each other. Side note. <laughs> that's a reference the kids will love. Uh, the mind control dude in, in uh, Eternals. Uh-huh. Did you not think about Unity? Because I sure did. I didn't, but that makes sense. Yeah, Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyhow, do you watch Rick and Morty? You don't watch Rick and Morty. Uh, I've I've seen Rick and Morty. Okay. I, Me I, and him are like huge. Rick there, and there is like yeah. I mean, that's the other bullshit in this fucking goddamn movie. It's like so they're like mega cosmic superheroes, and a lot of them have fucking useless powers. Oh. There's like some that are like, oh, we can do everything, and there's others that are like, we basically do nothing. But they're like eternal gods, right? No, they're like oh. little. Cyborg pieces of shit that you've seen stuff. it all before, oh, wow. dude. They're all yeah, they're honestly assholes. Yeah, wow, this sounds awful. I, I was really worried we we're gonna have a pedo moment in the movie. Thank God oh. they skipped on that. I That'd did too. Too inclusive. A pedo moment. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. What? They were real close. Was somebody who's freaking on something? Well, they're all they're all eternal, right? Yeah. So one of them can one, is a, one is a child. Okay. But she's like a million year old child. Uh huh. Uh huh. And she's in love with the lead guy. Uh, but the actress is still a child. Yeah. Well, you oh, know I that see. whole thing yeah. with Netflix, right? I see right? the problem here. Yeah. There was a whole pedo movie on Netflix that none of the left oh, they took to it care about ch- at all. They took it on the chin on that one. Yeah. Which one? Oh, I know what you're it's talking like, about. Like little girl teeny like little, cheerleaders little, or something like that? Little dancer strippers. Yeah. Yes. Like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which everybody was like, oh, let's look the other way on yeah. that. And it's like, yeah. no, yeah. dude, Netflix that's fucking wrong, bro. Netflix, yeah, Netflix, yeah. I remember this. Oops. Netflix yeah. got beat up over this one. Yeah. Anyhow, okay, uh, so to get back to Ghostbusters. Oh, so who doesn't do any of that stuff? Ghostbusters. Yeah. You yeah. want to know something I didn't know? What? You know the scene where the uh, street caves in? Yeah. That was a set. I knew that, actually. That yeah. is fucking awesome, It's dude. a good set. It's so seamless. Yeah. Holy well, shit. Where they all fall in the middle of the street and then they just get back up like, hey, yeah. we're all right. They just fall out. Well, I love, I, love, I love the dichotomy of it, right? Because everybody's like, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters. And, and they're like, let's and then go. And the, the next the scene. Earth consumes them, yeah. The next scene, they're walking up the stairs and it's just like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fun of the movie, though, is they're 40 not. 40 more steps and he's. They're not in shape. They're, they're not, not superheroes. Vagman right. goes, let me know when you get to the 40th because I'm going to throw up. Yeah. <laughs> they look like us doing yeah. a job. That's, that's, I think that's, that, I think that's the appeal of this, dude. It is. Yeah. Is, these are just schlubs who are, are doing the right thing, but they're not equipped, right? They're not Hemsworths with six packs and yeah. all this bullshit. Yeah. Like, uh, 
They're scared. They're brilliant, but also kind of stupid. They're the brilliant, but they're yeah. kind of schlubs trying to figure it out. Well, and they they write off the intelligence because, like, to me, uh, to me, Egon is like the genius behind the whole thing. One hundred percent. Who designed them, a bunch of nuclear contraptions? Right. That takes someone far smarter than myself to even like conceptualize. Oh yeah. That. Okay, that was the only thing I kind of liked about the setup of Ghostbusters twenty sixteen. Where they specifically gave Kate McKinnon's character, where they were like, "Oh, I'm the technical person, but she's actually an engineer, and she, she's like a nuclear engineer. She builds things." Yeah. That could have in a better movie. That could have been a well, better setup. I think too. You look at this movie, right? And you look at these three guys. Let's say there's three guys here, even four. We'll we'll throw Emma in there. She's the Ernie Hudson in this. We're all we like to think of ourselves as fairly intelligent, right? We like to think if we had this technology, and which one of us is Vakeman, Matt? You and I just looked at each other. Oh, Matt's clearly the Vakeman. I have, Thor- have Thorazine on me, so... God damn it. I guess I'll be the Dan expert of the group. I feel like I'm the most... Sarcastic. No, but, but my point is this. I don't know. Let's about. say we had this tech, right? Like, we can put ourselves in this situation, right? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we're fucking scared. We really don't know what we're doing. But we, we try to do the right thing at the end of the day. And that's what you get from these guys, Right. They kind of don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, especially that that end scene where, like, I I compare this to, like, Avengers, where at the end of Avengers, all the Avengers are just, like, flawlessly pulling off all their moves, which is fine. It's a superhero movie. But this is not that. That's not that. It's just four regular guys who, they've been treated like heroes. They roll up to this building. They look up and see the laser in the sky. We're going to talk about that. Or whatever. But they look up and they see this big crazy thing, and they're like, oh, we don't know what we're doing here, really. And yeah, everyone can identify with that. Scorny Weaver, well, first... We skipped this part, too. Uh, clearly, Rick Moranis does fuck Sigourney Weaver. Oh, yeah, obviously, because it cuts to them at the top she of the building. She is a gatekeeper, and he is a key master. Well, it's really obvious, because when they... when they, You they... really got to jiggle that handle, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> they get together, they walk up the stairs to the top of the building. There's and the one awkward-ass kiss. It's like, yeah. pants are off, like, his yeah, like, yeah, belt's undone, yeah, and it's like, okay... Yeah. And she's wearing nothing but like a flowy shirt or something. If I if I was on Tinder, that would be my pickup line. I am the key master. Yeah. Are you the gatekeeper? Yeah. <laughs> and how do you feel about Thorzy? Yeah. How do you feel about Thorzy? Got 300 cc somewhere. <laughs> Swipe left to find out. The whole thing about them fucking though could not be any more on the nose. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's I am the key master, and, and you I am are the, the gatekeeper. gatekeeper. Yeah, it's so obvious. Again, trying to get a, that key. Right, that was a thing I didn't notice as a child, but now I'm like, oh. Yeah, I was gonna, like, so I see what has like, to happen oh, here. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's weird. Got yeah, it. As an adult, you're like, yeah, yeah. Got it. it. It's not. It's it's like you said. When we were, maybe we shouldn't have been watching this as kids. I think it's mostly okay. But, but we were so watching it at the time. We're like, oh, this is just a fucking part of the story. Now that we're adults, we're like, okay, the key master is trying to fuck the gatekeeper. Like, that's the whole point. Yeah. These weird demon dogs that were literally asleep next to each other. Why wouldn't they just break out and one, like, mount the other doggy style and be like, okay, well, it's time to end the world. That's a very good point. Could you imagine the stop motion if they did that on screen? Yeah, real bad. Yeah. But they were together and then they left. And, and then, then they occupy Because even Sigourney Weaver, when, when Peter answers the door, she answers the door and she's she like, are you the him. gatekeeper? Yeah. yeah. Or I'm sorry, are you the key master? Yeah. He goes, no. She slams the door. The door. Yeah. Maybe they needed a human, like a human host in order to consummate. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. It makes for a funny visual because, yeah. you know, then you have to imagine Rick Moran. When can we get to the weird chicken in the tight outfit with a buzz cut? 
Oh, we're getting there. As an adult, yeah, there, was, there, was, there was supposed to be Pee Wee Herman, apparently. As an Real, adult, though, yeah. oh, that'd be awesome. You start overlooking the spiritual side of this, and you're like, wait a minute. So he has to come inside of her to consummate this whole like yes. resurrection. Of, I mean, no one spelled it out like that, but yeah, sure. Hey, that was in Ghostbusters. Don't say they never said it. he couldn't doggy style pull out. Yeah. <laughs> I think, the, I think the whole point is that there was there was like you know. So if he comes on her face, then the, then the coming of Gozer oh, still happens. Hey, oh I'm my gosh! I'm just saying. Brings you a meaning to the coming of Gozer. Yeah. What is the gate? Is is the gate her pussy, or is it her face? I, I don't know what Gozer's answer. Into, that. Yeah. I guess it depends on what Gozer wants. Whatever is or empowering to Gozer. Whatever, whatever, right? Whatever would, pronouns that Gozer would like. Are, whatever pronouns. I would, I would imagine Jesus since Christ. Gozer was from 6000 BC, it was very traditional. Anywhere but the bus cut. <laughs> Anywhere but the bus cut. Anywhere but the face. This is the money maker. <laughs> Anywhere below the neck. What is with that hair? I'm not sure. I love oh it. my <laughs> god. The Gozer hair. I like oh it. I think it's god. cool. And I, for the flat top. Yeah. No. Oh yeah, we might not be able to put this one out actually. Yeah. Um, I I like. Are we on? Are we on? Go kind of. We're on kind of on. Wrong goes. Yeah, wrong goes. We're there. Yeah, I climbing. I like. Gozer shows up and very androgynous female. Yeah, I was gonna female. say. Yeah, her pronouns were all over the place. In, in 1984, her pronouns were they. In 1984, yeah. for for the the person yeah. that they got to be Gozer in this, it's a very asexual character. Yeah. Which. In reality, that, that's kind of how it should be, right? Because Gozer is guy. eventually going to... materializes whatever it wants. Well, Gozer is whatever it wants to be. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Um, uh, I think it's Ray goes, it's Gozer. And Ernie Hudson, or, or Winston goes, I thought Gozer was a, was a dude. Yeah. And, and then Egon goes, it's whatever it wants to be. Yeah. Right? It can take whatever See? it wants. See? So Ghostbusters was a very progressive, progressive film. Very progressive. Yeah. Goddamn. Very progressive film. So I see? Was, and I was just saying, that was supposed to be... It's only trans DVD I think we've ever seen in film. But That's straight, it. That's the only one. Straight up, though, this is supposed to be an asexual character. Sure. Yeah, yes, it's, it's got it's some a, tits, but, but it's, 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 it's I mean, all they that aside. Hide it, though. It's in a jumpsuit. Also, yeah. to be clear, go, that version of Gozer is in the film for like one minute. Yeah, sure. It's it's really short. Are you a god? Are you a god? And he's like, no. It doesn't actually kill any of them. It yeah. just kind of like makes them roll around. They, like, do, some, oh. they do some Emperor Palpatine like <laughs> Yeah. And then... Uh, Another they, great moment. Yeah. After great. she electrocutes yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, Winston's like, Ray, someone asked you if you're a god. Time, you say you yes. Say yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Obviously. The best and then the, whole movie. the Ghostbusters start walking up to her. And they, they start pulling, pulling out the sticks, throw them. Yeah, I love and this. Peter's like, uh, get them hard. <laughs> they all fucking pull the safeties out of their proton guns. And then Peter's like, let's show this prehistoric bitch how we do things downtown. <laughs> One, two, three, throw it. They <laughs> start throwing the guns, dude. Gozer flips to the other side. And then they start throwing it at her again. Disappears. And it's just We're going to go full stream this time, right? And she disappears. Yeah. Ray's like, total protonic reversal. They start celebrating immediately. And then Egon's like, this is extraordinarily bad. This is extraordinarily bad. Measuring this, right? And Gozer's like, 
Choose the form of the Destructor. By the way, they redid that in 2016 Ghostbusters. We didn't mention it with Chris Hemsworth's character. And it was like my least favorite thing. It's fucking terrible. It was so bad because in this one, we get this great voiceover. which is like echoing above the sky. And then in 2016... Part of it makes no sense. Because they're supposed to think of something, right? Yeah. And so Peter goes, okay, I get it. If you think of J. Edgar Hoover, J. Edgar Hoover destroyed us. I thought about that. So okay. J. Edgar Hoover should have appeared. Right. But you know what? In drag. Yeah. Because J. Edgar Hoover was really in drag. 100%. Yeah. That would have been fun. But then you hear Trans DD, Trans J. Edgar Hoover. Oh my gosh. So progressive. He started a movement. Guys, the build to this, though, is fucking fantastic. Oh, it's great, yeah. It just popped in there. You hear Peter go, clear mind. Just popped in there. No, no, no. But before that, you just hear. And then you're like, what the fuck? And you see the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man walking <laughs> through the fucking city, right? And then Ray's just like, it just popped. <laughs> I couldn't help it. It's what a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. By the right? way, when I was a child, there was a pretty long point in my life where I thought Stay Puft was a real marshmallow brand. And I yep. really wanted Stay Puft. This right? is the point that it I want to uh, shit on when we get to part two. Oh, me? Oh, you haven't heard what I'm going to say. Oh, you yeah. like Monster Statue of Liberty? So anyhow, uh, Peter's like, well, there's something you don't see every day. And I love it. I love it, too. There's no hero moments here. Because no. Peter asks Egon, what do you got? And Egon goes, sorry, Venkman. I'm um, terrified beyond terrified reasonable, beyond reasonable capacity thought. Yeah. That's a, yeah. <laughs> terrified beyond the reasonable capacity for thought or something yes. like that. Yeah. And then Peter's just like, we're going about this all wrong. Stay, this stay, Mr. Stay Puft, he's a sailor. He's in New York. We get him laid, and this thing's all over. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it to Vanquin to make another rape joke. And so sure. Egon brings we'll us up. we like 600 cc's of course. There's <laughs> one way we can do this. We cross the streams. And Peter goes, I'm sorry, Egon. You said crossing the streams was bad. Egon goes, Well, they don't the, cross the, the streams. The, the, at- gate, the gate flows both ways. Yeah. We cross the streams. We can reverse the gate. He goes, there's, very, there's a slim chance we can survive. Yeah. He's like, it's not totally hopeless. There's a very slim chance we survive. And they're like, great. So they cross... First of all... I they, love this idea. I they they cool. shoot him as he's climbing the building. Yeah. One, two, three, roast him! And they start shooting him and he fires the fucking flames right back at them, right? Yeah. And they don't actually shoot. When they cross the streams, they don't shoot the marshmallow. Man. No, they, they shoot the, the gates. The gates. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is great. I like yeah. that. It's smart. So they shoot the gates... Uh, everything blows up. The marshmallow blows up. Uh, Walter Peck gets destroyed by marshmallows. marshmallows. Apparently, yeah. they actually tried to do that for yes, real they with did. him. Yeah, and they were like, "Oh, let's drop a whole bunch of marshmallows." And it fucking knocked the guy out. Yeah, because hey, guess what? <laughs> eighty pounds of marshmallow is still eighty pounds of marshmallow. Yeah. It's just because it's marshmallow it doesn't mean it's soft. And they were like, "All right, we can't really do that." I love at the end. All the Ghostbusters are covered in marshmallow. Yeah, except Bankman. Yeah, he's the only because one. Bill Murray was like, I'm not fucking doing that. Which leads into one of my theories about part two. We're going to get there. But yeah, so he's the only one that's like kind of Sigourney not Weaver at the end. It smells like burnt dog hair. And they play the Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh. They play oh, the oh, Ghostbusters song. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> they play the Ghostbusters song, though, yes. as everybody lives at the end and they save the day. It's fucking great. By the way, the kiss between Bill Murray and Sigourney Weaver at the end, I know this is supposed to be like the romantic it's awkward. Moment. It's the most awkward on-screen kiss ever. One she thing is I didn't clearly bring up, not into it. One thing I didn't bring not up that I think bears sure. 
uh, some discussion. The ghost blowjob. Oh, we didn't talk about that, yeah. Oh, that's right, Dan, Dan Aykroyd. Aykroyd. Ghost blowjob, yeah. yeah. His eyes went crossed. It did. Must have been a good one. But, but, so paranormal blowjobs are the best blowjobs in the history of existence? According to Dan Aykroyd, who's also really into that Aykroyd. thing. Does, 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 a, does, a, does a ghost blowjob have no teeth? I mean, I mean, I would imagine. No. <laughs> does it's, the ectoplasm act, act I like as the a M's in the room because we're going down a real good path? There's so I many questions so. here. I, guess if you like, if, I can hear. If you like sticky, the ectoplasm might be good. Hey, there you go. Emma, do you want to leave your warm voice to the ghost here, but, uh, Yeah. How much Thor's in Ghostbusters? Ghost 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 <laughs> no job. <laughs> no, let me let me. That's disturbing. Let me tell you something about the ghost blowjob though. And we were all kids when we watched Ghostbusters. Oh, 1, yeah. Correct? I, oh, yeah. I don't think I really wrapped my head around it. I didn't either. I didn't when know what it was. When I was, like, when I was a kid, I saw it and I was like, oh, uh, what's, what's this? Ghost he's he's going cross sides? Like, what's his going dick on here? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I was watching a lot of James Bond as a kid, so maybe I was putting two and two yeah, together. Yeah, yeah you probably knew what a blowjob was at this time. James Bond did not get a lot of blowjobs. No. He was like, shut up now, take it. Oh, holy shit. James Bond's never had a blowjob, but. Not for like good reasons. Yeah, hundred percent. No, there's there's no first or second or even. As third a kid, I had no idea that was a blowjob. No, I do specifically remember as a kid seeing that scene and not being able to figure right. out. What no, was I didn't understand what yeah. it was. Right. I didn't either. That's yeah, peculiar. I'm and sure I, I, I probably saw this movie well, like yeah, right. way too young as a kid. Yeah. I'm sure we all did. Yeah. It's like, is the ghost pantsing him? They they played well, it on TNT at six o'clock in the afternoon. Full disclosure. Full disclosure here. Like Matt is like almost ten years younger than all of us. Yeah. Right. Sure. What, what are you? Thirty nine. Thirty nine. Sure about that. I'm thirty eight. Yeah. Matt just turned thirty. Thirty. Yeah. yeah. Finally, in the somebody in this room is older than all of us, but um. <laughs> Way older. <laughs> but you saw this movie, right? Yeah. Did you know what that was at that point in your life? I don't remember the movie. Eighty four, though. You're probably what seven. Yeah. Yeah. I would. I would have had no idea, but I was. Watching uh, Golden Girls, so I knew a little. There's bit. no ghost blowjobs in Golden Girls. I've checked. <laughs> <laughs> but there, yeah. there was that kind of talk, and yeah. so I knew a That's little true, bit. Yeah. But I, oh I yeah, one of them was dirty. Of it, you know, it's funny. Like, I, like we're we're all talking right now. As a kid, the ghost blowjob, we had no fucking clue what that was. No clue. <laughs> Thinking about the Maybe all of them. Maybe the they were all dirty golden girls. They were the dirtiest, boring golden girls. they were. That was a, those 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 ladies uh, were Randy in that show. Yeah, sure, so. Randy. Randy. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh! But no, as a kid, I had no idea what was going on in that scene. And uh, now I do it. Yeah, now but they, you know Dan Aykroyd was like, we got to put this. No, scene we in. have to put we the close blowjob scene yeah. into it because like, I've heard it's crazy. Really, because that seems. Really out of touch with everything else. This movie. It is. No, no, it we want it. No, no, no. But my character really wants it. Really, your character doesn't really do anything sleazy this whole movie. Bankman right. would be the guy because he's a total sleaze bag. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've actually had a ghost blowjob in my Was life. Was there blowjobs? So I really want I one in this movie. Right. You know that's what happened. He was like, we have to put this in because I want this. I'm the only one who's had several ghost blowjobs. I'm that's getting one right now. I've had sex with several <laughs> ghosts. They're, it's great. Put it in. No cheese. I've watched watch ectoplasm everywhere. <laughs> she used to watch Golden Girls. I mean, if we're being honest, yeah. it's, especially in the second movie, there is definitely some innuendo. Oh, around. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Oh, Are you yeah. sleeping uh, with it? Uh-huh. Oh, you hell. Where were you in 84? Where was I in 84? No, how, how were you in 84? 
You didn't have to Seven. Really. Oh, seven? So you were still a little kid. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Like, we had all yeah, seen kids this. Kids aren't catching I, these anyway. I wouldn't even say that I'd probably seen this, like, when I was five. Well after it came out. Because yeah. because I had watched the cartoon. Okay. Because the cartoon didn't come out uh, too late after this. Um, so I think when I had originally watched this movie, like, I had seen the blowjob scene, and I'm like, what is that? Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't think understand. I There's a certain lack of blowjob scenes in the cartoon, though, I have to say. It's That's very disappointing. That, That's you know what? Thing. There's That's not enough blowjob yeah. scenes in the cartoon. We can all agree. I, 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 you know, I don't think I knew what it was, because when I was watching The Golden Girls with my mom, which was mm. a little later, I think. Yeah. My mom would be, like, cracking up, and I'd be like... What is she laughing at? These right. are just nice old ladies. It's kind of like and the my Shrek mom would just right? be laughing her ass off. Horrible right? Ladies. Like the Shrek movies, some of the jokes are like, they're just for yeah, the Yeah, they throw them above kids' heads for yeah. a reason. Right. It's, it's the Shakespeare thing. It's You write jokes for, for lower brow, you write higher brow jokes, you put them all in at once. SpongeBob did this a lot where they throw in kids' jokes, but then it'd be an adult joke occasionally. It's Ren and Stimpy is horrifying. So, oh, Ren and Stimpy. Whenever you watch is, Ren and Stimpy, you're yes. like, holy shit. Ren and Ren. Stimpy is indeed horrifying. No, um, the blo- rubber nipples. <laughs> you got any rubber? All oh, wrist protectors. <laughs> I had oh, a professor in college who was all about Ren and Stimpy. Really? Ren and Stimpy and Rubber Protectors pretty. Yeah, it's the yeah. darkest kid show I think I've ever seen. For sure. She didn't have the the crazy. Well, at least she's telling me the crazy college years like most people did. I didn't have crazy college years. I didn't have crazy college years. I was working. I finished my college degree at thirty three. Well. Me and Mary well, if the internet is to be believed, almost a father and uh, most women were being tag teamed and bukkakeed uh, in college their entire no. time. Well, I mean, I was already thirty-three. I couldn't catch him at that point. Do you have a degree? No. I got that. Bum I started leg. and dropped out to start a business. Very <laughs> simple go. thing to lose. I got a bum leg. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had a boyfriend all through college. Well, I mean, maybe he was okay with bukkake. Who knows? Or Thorazine. You we never know what people are into. We're, we're just trying to bring it back to the podcast. Did your boyfriend ever bring you 3,000... Was it 300 cc's of Thorazine? Yeah. Did you ever bring him 300 cc's of Thorazine? Because you yeah, could be shit cocky in whatever you want. I, I did. Yeah? yeah. That, <laughs> that, that, no, that's a point. Like, Maybe that's how you see ghosts like one? giving you blowjobs. Uh, you just shoot up 300 cc's of Thorazine and you... Your Peter Bateman shows up to a date with 300 cc's of Thorazine. Like... Anyway, the, blow, the blowjob scene was That's weird. So odd. It is actually an out of place scene. It's kind of strange. It, it's yeah, very it's strange. Really it was one that 100 percent Dan Aykroyd stomped his feet like yeah. a ch- child who was like right. gonna like stop breathing and we die have to do on this. the set yeah. unless he got his way. Dan Aykroyd said, "I want an actual hooker to blow me and just CGI her out of yeah, the scene." Yeah, 100 percent. So it's realistic. But I'm also gonna choke her to death, so her ghost will actually have. Oh that dear happen. God! Yeah. This scene brought to you by cocaine. Yeah. Goddamn. <laughs> okay. So we get to Ghostbusters 2. You saw a bit of this when we went to Matt's. But not much. But I fell asleep. No, no, no. But let, 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 let's talk a bit about it. <laughs> Your love Adrian, 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 We're not there yet. Adrian, we oh, enter. It's so good. I've seen this movie many times. It's very good. It was five years after the Holy first shit. one. It's funny because, like I said, I had seen Ghostbusters 1 a hundred plus times. It came out in 1989? Yeah, and I had never seen Ghostbusters. I was six years old. Yeah. My brother was five. Perfect age, I get it. And the one thing that I've told Matt, because me and Matt I watched was, I this... I think I was starting to learn to This drive. was after the No Time to Die podcast. Me and... <laughs> you know, so, what happened is we, we recorded No Time to Die, right? And then um, Matt was like, why don't you guys come over and we'll hang out? I said, cool. We come over. 
And they said, Matt, you've never seen Ghostbusters 2, right? And he said, no. And Matt said, fuck it, I'll put it on the, um, uh, big the screen. On the big telly. Screen, right? Oh, the big so telly. So me and Matt smoked cigars, we drank beers, yep. and we watched Ghostbusters 2 in his backyard. It was fun. And then Matt said, you know what? I need to watch this again before this podcast, which I fucking applaud. Well, yeah, because we had been recording a podcast, which means we killed one growler before the pre-title sequence. Yes. Got finished, which means we had been Actually, drinking two. all day at this point. <laughs> and we had, we had beers moving back to my place. It so was so I bad me and Emma Uber two mats. Yeah, which is like <laughs> 10 yes. minutes away. And the 10 minutes, if yeah. that. Yeah, if that. So, so yes, I, before, before we started recording, I was like, I got to watch this again, sober, you know, yeah. really appreciate it. Yeah. And I will say, the first time I watched it, because when I get drunk, I definitely get hyperbolic. So I watched it the first time, and I was like, biggest piece of shit of all time. I hate this. Yeah, you I hate very, this fucking very thing. I'm well, I tried kidding. to put this in context for Matt when we were watching it. I said, did, look, I wasn't having any of it. The first and last acts of this movie, you can definitely criticize. Yeah. I think the middle is pretty fucking good. And I think, having watched it the second time, I think even the beginning I kind of enjoyed a little bit. The middle part is still definitely fine. Like, when they're doing Ghostbusters Recall. stuff, that's good. He-Man. He-Man. He- okay. He- Can we talk about that? Can no, we talk about, I fucking talk about hate that? that. Can we talk about I that? I fucking hate that. I'd like, I'd like to discuss it's that. children's birthdays. Yeah. I'd like to discuss this for a second. <laughs> First of all, there's no reason for, um, uh, uh, Ernie Hudson. What's his name? And Ray. Well, no, there's no reason for Ernie Winston Hudson. Winston or Ray. Winston. There's no reason for Winston to still be hanging around doing children's birthdays. He was well, not an... Oh, because the here, set of... Here, here's the thing. Okay. Here's the thing. No, let me just... Let me just... Let me throw this out. Okay. It's five years after the events of the first one, right? Yes. They're all broke. Where are you going? Well, they... they Cuddles. They got sued by everyone, which is... That's realistic. That okay. would probably happen. Let's, let's ask a non-fan here. Okay. I'm not a fan of anything. I know, but you, you know the events of the first one. A giant marshmallow man mm-hmm. attacked in New York, right? Mm-hmm. So in the second one, it's five years later, and they're expecting us all to buy in that we think these Ghostbusters are frauds. Yeah. The okay. whole city saw a giant, giant evil cloud. And a million ghosts that they don't even show you wrapping up. Now, right now upon now. further reflection yeah. upon this, and I am going to make a bit of a political statement here. Okay. And if Yay. you don't like this, then you can fuck Ghost off. Ghost lives matter. Oh shit! Gonna but I'm gonna I'm gonna make this statement. Now, initially, I'm thinking, okay, people saw a giant 500 foot marshmallow man explode on New York City. Right? And I had an orange wig. Right? Ghosts everywhere. Right? Ghosts everywhere. So you would think yes. to yourself, okay, most people will believe this, right? Yeah. And they would not think this is a fraud. Yeah. But here we are in 2021. There's a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Trumpers. I really am. But I'm going to just say it. He's not. I'm going to just say it. There's a ton of evidence. There's a ton of shit right in front of you. That This man has no dick. All these things work. And there are people who still, Reject with the facts in front of them. And UFOs are real. I mean, come on. Take I, a I, I reject your reality and insert my own. Yes. That's what this is. I have a thought about this. So I have a rebuttal with this because I already thought the same thing too. Because Lewis Lewis's UFO comment last night triggered it in my head too. Because he was like, yeah. we know UFOs are real, we still ignore that. I think that's totally fair. The one thing that falls down in this movie for me, because I totally agree, the people who saw this five minutes later would have been telling themselves it was a hallucination, yeah. a gas leak, something, right? Because I completely agree. We see these days, you know, pandemic in front of us, all this evidence of it, people still ignore it. I think it's just 9-11. 
Oh, sure, we saw after people After 9-11, people yeah. were right. like, the government yeah. did it. Right. Really, it was taken mm-hmm. over by demons with alien faces and yes. the government <laughs> or it was, or it was like it was CGI the church. Yeah. well that's true I, I wouldn't be surprised that's if what I'm it saying. was the, the government or the Mormons the, 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 but what I'm saying is the fall down government led Mormons I, yes I could see that's if, a good one I could see if every citizen in New York five years later had cleared it from their brain mm-hmm. the part where it falls down for me is when they go talk to the mayor again and the mayor is like ghosts don't exist what are you talking about you're right we see that would have been the moment where the same mayor, mayor. same yeah. mayor yeah. if there was a different mayor right. then that, I would understand that that would have made sense yeah. But that should have been the moment where the mayor was like, all right, people want to put this out of their head. They don't want to see the truth, but we know what's going on here. So if you can do this quietly, that's fine. Save us again, Ghostbusters. If that mayor said yeah. that last mayor was fucking fooled. That could have been one thing. This is yeah. bullshit. Right. But it's the same mayor. Right. That's the one point. Like, the people of New York totally get it. They moved on. They don't believe their own eyes. They, Absolutely. they don't want to believe what's going on in front of them. Totally makes sense. And, and that's a sad commentary this, on today's... Society, but it's true. Yeah, but it's true. Yeah, you put facts right in front of people. Yeah, facts, facts. We're not even talking about political fucking stances here. No, just facts. Yeah, but you can Matt, see it's in front facts. of facts. It is facts. Facts, Matt. And people are like, I don't believe that shit. Fuck that. That's right. bullshit. It's true. Yes, it happens. But the fall down for me, like I said, was like, it's like, all right, fine. That can all be true. Maybe people have forgotten it. You go talk to the mayor. That guy should say, yeah, "Oh he yeah, in I yeah, remember." Yeah. Five years public ago. could be like covered up. Right. How, uh, you can tell then, stupid people what how, how, sure. how much do you suspend your disbelief? Because we're talking about if a vaccine works or if it doesn't. Versus there's a 500 foot marshmallow man <laughs> walking. That's the thing. In New York That's City. That's pretty hard to just. Do. If you want to talk about the proton packs, if you want to talk about the proton packs and. Maybe they didn't really catch Slimer in that ballroom. I can see that. But a 500-foot marshmallow man walking in New York and the sky turning black. Well, to be fair, it was and dark. ghost overtaking New York City. probably not a lot of photography on the Stay Puft. What if 80 uh, pounds of marshmallow fell on you? Would yeah. you believe it with that? Would you believe it then? No, I'd be like, part someone's two. having a gag. Someone's part having two. a good laugh. Let's be like, light up a match, I'm going to be a s'more. In part two, five years <laughs> later, we're expected to believe that these are fucking frauds. We're expect- this. Okay, so, so the problem with this movie is the setup. It is the worst way of doing a sequel, which is just redo the first movie Absolutely. over again. And don't change anything. There's good ways to do a sequel. My all-time favorite movie is a sequel. It's Thor The Dark World, obviously. <laughs> In the dark hills have risen from the shadows. I love that. That's, that's yes, obviously that's the greatest movie of all time. Um, but there's, there's really good ways to do a sequel. <laughs> But just doing the same shit over again is the is the worst way to do it, and that's clearly what they wanted to do in this movie. Now I, I've heard like the actors, like Bill Murray said when he signed on, it was like a completely different script. Yes, something else going on. And that's what I wanted to get to. Yeah, and they just changed it at the last minute. But yeah, we are oh. we are we are expected to believe in the opening of this movie that after everything that happened in this first movie, nobody believes in the Ghostbusters still. Like I said, and I understand that. If I, you, if, if Emma, non fan. If you saw the footage of Slimer being captured in the ballroom, you could be like, this is bullshit, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, 100%. If you saw live footage, though, of a 500-foot Stay Puft Marshmallow Man walking in New York City, right? And let's, let's let's just assume this is not a movie thing. This is, like, legit, right? You would be like, okay, this shit really happened. 
But also at the end of the first I have movie, to accept this. I have to yeah. accept this reality at some point. Also, at the end of the first movie, it's not just that it was on TV. There was like a hundred thousand people in the streets of New York watching what was happening in this building. Like word would have gotten around. Absolutely. There were so many witnesses. But again, well, like yes. let's 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 do another example. You see um, a bombing on Yemen. Mm-hmm. Okay, I believe that. Sure. You see 9-11 now, right? It's hard to believe, right? Mm-hmm. But it fucking happened. Well, yeah, as far as something like 9-11, yes, I believe it happened. I watched it happen. Sure. But... But So to insert yourself in this world, you're to believe that a 500-foot marshmallow man manifested yeah. and attacked New York. If you're in this world now, right? But if How you, the fuck if can you they... see enough of it? If you see just one or two... This is 1989, though, at this yeah. point. Yeah. Okay? So there, there's no way you can CGI this. There's no way you can fake this. This is not electronic light show with, like, um, nauseous gases like Walter Peck said in the first one. Yeah, but also so few people actually probably saw it. That's what they probably should have liked. They should there was no Twitter. You're absolutely right. Yeah, there, there was, was no, no, no one. There was no phones out. But there was a you're, ton you're right of people quietly crept through, stomping around. You guys are talking about this like it really happened. No, but no, we're, we're talking about the setup for the second. No, movie. but what That's we're trying to say is, yeah. Emma, what we're trying to say is, from the first one to the second one, even the mayor, like Matt said, yeah. who saw this, mm-hmm. is pretending like this didn't happen. Right. And the mayor in the first one was like, oh, we need the Ghostbusters to save the city. And then they do. Yes. The mayor should have been like, in the second one, he should have been like, This shit's right, real. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for helping us out. Let's do That's it my point. Yeah. So in the second one, you can't go to the, 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 the mayor from the first one. And he's like, well, that was bullshit. Right? He knows this is fucking real. Because he, he saw better. it all That's happen in the first one. I gave so him the then, chair. I then to go, and that's why I hate the first act of this movie because Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson are dressed like Ghostbusters, the and they're like, "If there's something strange," yeah. and they're doing this fucking all bullshit birthday party. He went. He went. And then all of a sudden, Ivan Reitman's kid goes yeah, up to Ray Stance, yeah. who directed this new Ghostbusters, which is coming out next week, and it's the whole fucking reason why we're recording this. He goes, my dad says you guys are full of crap. I'm very skeptical of that new movie, by the way. Yeah. Um, so it's like, dude, what the fuck, man? I, what I was going to say was I don't understand why Ernie Hudson's character is still doing this. Because the, the, he was in it for the paycheck. He was only in it for the paycheck, and he was not an owner. Because yeah. the whole setup is everyone hates him now. Everyone still thinks they're frauds. They got sued by everybody. But he wouldn't have been because he was just an employee. He was a hired employee. He could have yeah. just gone and gotten another job. Dude could have gone down to the docks and gotten a They're much better They're very nice guys, job. though. Well, what I hate about I this movie... They only accept blowjobs from very good ghosts. One yeah, thing I hate no about team. this movie from the get-go... No Ernie Hudson does not feel like a part of this team until midway through this film, just like the first one. Yeah, they, they, they write him off. He's in the first scene, and, and he they should write feel, him off again. He should feel like a part of this team in the yeah. first one. So if you want to talk about racism or... Not um, giving a, a black man like the it's, proper it's, role it's in this film. It's a little film. more apparent in this movie. I'm 100 percent on board with that. Yeah. He should have been with these guys from the very fucking beginning. Yeah, because if, in this movie, if five years later he's still sticking around, dude should have some ownership or something. Yeah, at this point. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Like something. Sigourney Weaver's character, like, uh, this is beat for beat kind Sigourney of the first Weaver. movie wait. in some respects. <laughs> okay, we're learning some things about Lewis today. No. There's, wait, this is actually, it is beat for beat in the first movie, and this is actually Not. something that bothers me. But I, I, like, when you and I were watching this, yeah. and we were smoking cigars in the, yes. your backyard, which is one of the best nights of my life in many years. Thank you. But anyhow, it was fun. It was fucking great. But One night in Bangkok. Hey, man. Uh, one night in Norbelinda. There's a point I love this movie. One night in Via Belinda. There's a certain point. So the beginning of the film, it's kind of beat for beat. Like Sigourney Weaver rolls over the slime. Now she's got a baby. It rolls down the hill, right? Same beats. Peter Venkman is in her apartment again. And, you know, and this is the thing about Bill Murray from the first one to the second one. He doesn't give a fuck about being in the second movie. Oh, clearly. And the reason why is what you just said. Because they were fed a different script. Yeah. And and Dan Aykroyd, yes, he had a, a outlandish script, which would never fucking work in 1989. They could probably get that done today with a shit ton of CGI. But it was like the Ghostbusters go to hell, and they go through these different dimensions, and they go through this fucking tube. The first movie or the second movie? The second movie. Oh, that was the, the original treatment? Dan yes. Aykroyd never calmed down, basically. He, uh, dude always wanted to write the yeah, crazy. Yeah, he had these grandiose ideas, right? Ghost, BJ, it's just up from there. No, even the third movie, Lewis, it was Ghostbusters in Hell, where they go to hell. There's an IDW Ghostbusters uh, comic book series, which I recommend for anybody listening to this. It's fucking... It's really good. And they even cross promote um, the female Ghostbusters in a way better light than they do in the in the film oh. and the real Ghostbusters which is from the cartoon because they do the parallel dimension shit yeah, but I think it's done a lot more uh, tactfully and a lot more tastefully than they do in the female Ghostbusters you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, and I think that can be done in a certain respect but for this movie Dan Aykroyd had this grandiose ideas like we're going to go down this tube. We're going to go fucking interdimensional, blah, blah, blah. And again, they had to whittle it down. But Bill Murray, when he signed on for this, thought this was a different script. He gets to set, and it's a completely different script. Yeah, there's ooze, and uh, it's it's Ghostbusters 2, Secret of the Ooze. Yeah, That's what I want to know. Yeah, oh, because yeah, Ivan, really Reitman, Ivan Reitman directed this film. Yeah. And... And and, and and a lot of in, in some respects, like I like the ideas here. I like the River of Slime. There's some decent stuff. In a lot the of people hate that. Yeah. I like the Vigo. River of Slime. I really like Vigo. I think Vigo's a good villain. Vigo. I don't I don't know if I like the this slime is negatively charged or positively charged. Oh I fucking hate that. Let's talk about that right now. Oh, Let's, come on. I like the idea of it being negative energy and positive energy, but I don't like the idea that it's you based on to it. New Yorkers' feelings. They should have thrown that idea the last four years when Trump was the president. <laughs> Negative, and positive. Holy shit. It would be. The Ghostbusters wouldn't be able to if stop you guys that. Keep no. F bombing on Twitter. <laughs> literally, there's a slime of hate that's going to eat the whole city. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I, like, to, to say this is like. To say this is because negative energy can mean multiple things. So to say this is a river of negative energy, that's mm-hmm. fine. Totally, totally cool with that. Actually, I thought it was a really neat concept. Negative energy feeding into Vigo's spirit trapped in this. He's Vigo. In this, yeah, and like I like that guy a lot. Have you have you read Vigano about the, the actor who plays Vigo? 
Uh, yeah, he's a sociopath. Right? Absolutely, I've not read about he's the fucking actor, crazy man. But man. I know who voices him. Do you know who voices Vigo? No. It's Max von Sydow, who of course played Ernst Stavro Blofeld in nineteen eighty. Never say never again. Never get there. Bond the reference. Of course. Anyway, I'm done now. I uh, know who's the actor. Play him. I didn't know anything about. No, 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 no. Keep talking about something yeah, else. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google it right now. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. I. I okay. So we're, we're. You like slime. We're way skipping ahead. But like uh, when we pick up with the Ghostbusters. Uh, uh, a couple of them are doing kids parties. Um, uh, 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 Venkman is, is, is a, a talk show, show right? He's hosting, yeah. a talk, he's hosting like a fraud talk show host. Yeah, but the one thing that guy. Yeah, he predicted the end of the world. He predicted the world, which is which what is what happened. The climax what was supposed to happen. Yeah, the climax is on is on New Year's Eve. Um, and then what's what's Egon doing? Oh, Egon's doing like like laboratory tests. Okay, I will say one thing about this movie. Egon's uh, great. Egon's so good in this movie. I might actually like him more in this movie I than love the first it. movie. He goes, he has great Egon. lines. So he goes, I'm um, watching two couples, and they're waiting to get uh, psychological couples therapy. therapy. It's couples therapy. He goes, but I've had them waiting for two hours, and I've turned the heat up increasingly. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, like 90, it's like 95 degrees in the So room. they take a, a, a puppy in there. Right? With a child. To, like, they give it to the child. To give to the child to try to, like, calm the, the tension. And then Egon goes, take the puppy away. Let's see what would happen if we take away the puppy. It's such a good one. He gives himself... So this movie, again, was written by uh, Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd. And you can tell because I think those two are... They're great. By far the best part of this movie. They have great lines, great chemistry. Like, they're actually really good in this. By the way, the girl in that scene, I think, was Ivan Reitman's daughter. I, I want to preface this by saying um, I don't hate this movie at all. No, it's fun. I, I have a lot of love for this movie. I don't Matt, hate it. It's fun. I don't it's hate it. Stupid and but it's stupid. I fun. hate part of it. Yes. Well, yeah. Matt, Matt just watched this for the first time the other day. Yeah. Like I said, a couple weeks ago when we yep. were at your pad. Yep. Me and Lewis have love for this film. Well, yeah, because I saw it like. 30 years ago. Yeah, exactly. I was only born 30 years ago. Yeah, okay. well, good for you, Matt. And I'll point out the part... <laughs> Spring fucking... If you guys have been listening long enough... If you're I, not a spring chicken, what am I? Uh-oh. Already in are, my pajamas is what are, I am. You are lovely and wonderful. There this you go. I've been prematurely aged by all the booze and hatred. Uh, it's 100%. I'm basically no, an alcoholic. He came out of the womb like... Mm, but, I, but me and Matt are watching this. I'll point this out. If you've been listening to this show long enough... And all the incarnations of it. I will point out the part where Zombie Greg was crying so bad that my grandma had to take me and Greg out of the theater okay, so I could not watch the to end of this movie. Yeah. In the theater. And I will say, I remember That's that scene, adorable. and it's a good scene. <laughs> it There's is. some legitimately like creepy stuff in it. That's the thing about this movie. In in some ways it scales back on the on the grit of the first one. Because yeah. like there's it's less gritty. there's less smoking gritty sure. right there's kind of a dirty like veneer for the, the there's first no, one there's no smoking in this movie but in the crazy. second one I would argue some of the um, imagery is a lot more terrifying than the first one there's some scary stuff in here for sure which I, I liked um, and so I really like again I said I, I like Vigo I liked Vigo as like a concept it's a scary concept it's like absolutely this, yeah it gets really kind of terrifying at points Dana Barrett is working in an art studio in this okay let's talk about that that makes no sense she's a musician you don't just become an art restorer I understand the plot needed her to be an art restorer but being somebody who restores art is a thing that you like work at for years yeah that bothered me so they find this slime underneath uh, her kid and they're jackhammering in the middle of the night 
And then they lower Ray down to the sewer when we got the River of Slime. Before before they lower him down, they have like a uh, like a weird SNL man on the street scene. I agree. With a bunch of improv with like them and cops. And yep. for some reason, all three of the ghosts... By, by the way, Bill Murray's in none of these scenes because Bill Murray refuses to be in yeah, any yeah. scenes. Yeah, Bill Murray Yeah, Bill Murray movie. wants nothing to do with the Ghostbusters. I actually would hate you. Give me my paycheck. But they, they, Why is he even on... No, he was in this scene. Was he in this scene? Yeah. Oh, that's right. He comes up. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Him and Egon are up top. That's right. Ray's the one that gets lower down. He bails later. For Ernie a, Hudson is not in any That's right. Scenes. Egon... Or, uh, uh, Bill Murray bails later for a very specific reason. They're doing fake New York accents. Yeah, they put on New York accents, which makes no sense because they're all New Yorkers. But in the moment, they're like they need to put on these crazy. But see, back in those accents. days, if you were a, uh, a construction worker, worker, construction worker, you, you had, had to have, have that accent, accent right? Because you're I a piece so. of shit. Yeah, you're you're, yeah. you're a complete asshole. Absolutely. Like lowbrow, nothing. Yeah. So you have to have that accent. Mike's doing a lot of air quotes. Well, I am one of those said pieces of shit. So that's very bring this up. Anyway, so they yeah they lower Ray down. It's Ray. It was Ray they lowered down, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They lower Ray down, and that's when you first see the River of Slime. I like the River of Slime. Yeah, and this is, to me, yeah. where the movie gets good. Yes. I think I should Rosie out. They go to the courthouse, right? Mm. For me, the, like for me, this is why I told Matt, in between the courthouse scene and where they were committed is where I think the movie is pretty good. Yeah. It, this this took me a couple of... Uh, I haven't seen before that that I will, we'll get to, but... Um, this took me two viewings to figure out why they were in the courthouse because at first I thought they were dealing with their old case, the case of them in '84. They were sued to the fucking. They were sued to the gills, which yeah. again kind of does make sense. They blew up half the city. Sure, I get that. sure. Um, but no, they, they were. Yeah, oops. They were actually in court this time for drilling into the street, which I did not realize on first viewing. But I had drank a growler and a half a beer in six old fashioned, so. That's that all, man. That checks out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. I was having a light Friday. Right. <laughs> But yeah, they're, so they're in court because they were caught drilling down into the street. Judge is ready to throw the book at them. Oh, yeah, and they're in violation of a federal order because they have a federal gag order to not do any, like, paranormal research or whatever. Any or else... goofy you shit. Yeah, And exactly. Ernie Hudson just makes a casual appearance. He's like, you guys are fucked. I'm out of here. Basically, yeah. He was like, He's why, not why are you even there? Scene. Yeah. Why are you even there? Yeah. So the three of them are on trial, the three white boys. And oh, and and, and Lewis Tully is their lawyer, which yeah. also doesn't make sense because he's. I love how he's an accountant. When Venkman is on the stand, and he's just coaching him through the whole thing. Yeah, and then Lewis Tully's like whole defense is like, "Well, these guys, they saved me when I turned into a dog. I became a dog once, <laughs> so they saved me. So they're not that bad." And it's like, huh? And the judge what? is like just so over the top, right? This is where we get the first point of the slime being. Oh yeah, yelling and screaming. Oh, that's right. Because we have a thing. That's right. We have a jar. Shut up, Peter Beckman. The slime reacts negatively to negative energy and positively to positive energy. So it blows up, and we get the Scalari brothers, which I think is a fucking fantastic scene. Scalari brothers. I will say, when we were watching this, I gave him a chair. When we, yeah, I gave him a chair. They're in electric chairs too, and they show up. Which makes no sense, but whatever. The judge kind of sounded like Rip Torn in that scene. He's like, I gave him a chair. Dump, dodge, dip, dive, and dodge. Dive, dip, dive, and dodge. Yeah, it's like, whatever. I, he yeah. does sound like Riptorn. What's that? He does sound he like Riptorn. He does, yeah, yeah. he sounds like Riptorn. And then they sort of like, I was, you know, when Mike and I were watching this, I was like, I was cheering one. I was like, I want to see him suit up. And sure enough, they did eventually. And, and But they like negotiate with the judge beforehand. They're like, we, we can't do anything. We're, yeah. we're under a gag order. And the judge is like, case dismissed. 
fight the ghosts. And so yeah. we, we get the suit up scene. They throw the proton packs on. Which is great. That's a, It's a good scene. I, like I wish they would have put the jumpsuits on in this scene. Well, yeah, but, but they're in uh, so the box. Yeah. You'd be slow or something, 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 something. It'd be, it'd be cool if they just, like, yeah, kicked out the, kicked out the suits, jumped into them. Two great. in the box, but... Where'd you go? You'd be fast. You'd be slow. I love the Scalari brothers. Though. And then he run, and then Tully rolls out. Like, Whoa! <laughs> I do not like the score. It's like bum, 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 bum. it's like, dude, this is not superheroes. Man. I don't think I like the score of this movie. Fuck that! Dude, keep it, keep it quiet. Hey, the end. Your love's lifting me high. We'll, we'll get there. The song talking. is great. The song I, is awesome. I love that song. Yeah. I don't love that song. Set to the Eiffel Tower, walking so down they, Fifth Avenue. They get, they get the Scalari brothers, and they're like, "We're back!" And it's like Gauss Bastes, and now she's got the red hair like the cartoon. Yeah, this is such a weird, like, okay, I, the peace I, sign. I guess like, I get. I hated that. I guess I get it because they couldn't. We, we find out they're under a gag order, so they couldn't legally operate. The thing's been broken. The judge is broken. They save the judge. Okay, they're back. But then, do people just believe them again? Like, yeah, the whole setup for this movie was people. Don't believe what's going on here. Yeah, but your love's lifting me high. Oh my god. <laughs> so now I guess they do? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they all believed for eight minutes in the first film. I mean, right. There you go. And now they'll believe again. Yeah. yeah. Five years later, it's yeah. New York. It's a very distrusting society. That's true. It's a very New Yorkers hate organization. New Yorkers hate like, everyone. Hey, yo, what the gobbledygook. Yeah. You saved me once five years ago. Yeah, Fuck that was you. five years ago. Yeah. All right. Hey, you with the face. You know, since it was New York, they walked out of that building at the end. They were heroes for all of two minutes. Yeah. And then 100%. a cop was like, you know, you're parking in a no parking zone. And they got a parking ticket. And then that was it. Everyone hated him again. Probably a sexual scandal came out later. Like, oh. hey, yo, how old was that a uh, non-consenting ghost that you <laughs> had there in the, the Mr. Mr. Eye Crossing scene over here? That ghost with no teeth. How old was she? Yeah. That was a 13-year-old ghost. You're going to jail. Oh, you're going to do hard time here, Mr. Aykroyd. I mean, that was probably it. Mr. Murray, how much Thorazine did you have on you again? Yeah. Why did you have a thousand cc's? <laughs> So why did you just bring this to Miss Barrett's apartment? That makes no sense. So what cre- were you gonna do to her? You're not a doctor. You're There's some doctor. creative like You're... ghost capturing scenes at this point, right? Where like the the the, the fucker in uh, the running Central ghost. Park. The yes. running ghost. I really like. That's my favorite. I really like the horrible song. This song. This, see, this soundtrack is hit and miss. I like the Bobby Brown song, and I like the other song, which we'll get to in a minute. Bobby Brown. Oh, that's right. Bobby Brown's on this one. Yeah, that song's great. Yeah, the song is fine. The person's My not. student film in junior college, we did at the end of that. <coughs> yeah. Dana Barrett, though, gets attacked by a slime monster uh, with her titties out. Yeah, she does. Yeah. I think it was like the Bill first Murray. boner I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Which I would be, what, six years old at this when point? When the bathtub tries to oh. eat her? Yeah, where she's in her bra. You know, that scene kind of started... You know, maybe I shouldn't say this. I'm not a request. Say it, motherfucker. I was going to say, that scene was kind of like, if there wasn't a baby involved, that scene was like something straight out of Pornhub. Because yeah. she was literally like... <laughs> no, let me, let, me, let me explain. Let me explain. On our she own was, by Bobby Brown. She was Brown. giving her baby a bath. Yes, and she was. For, then for no reason at all, she was like, <coughs> Mommy's going to take her shirt off, too. And I was like, this is horrible. Like, what a weird line. When I was six years old, I had at least half a chub. There's sure. no doubt. Yeah. But anyhow. I can see that. So, yeah. she goes to... Uh, By the way, I hate this scene because the bathtub, like, comes... There. It looks It looks terrible. Yeah. Don't tell me that song's not badass. This is so... This song's great! This is so 1989. 
Good for Bobby Brown. Let's just overlook the fact that Bobby Brown is an abusive asshole. Yeah, no, good, good for Bobby dead? Brown. Said no one. No, Whitney Houston is. Bobby Brown like died, Bobby right? Dead? No, Bobby Brown. Yes, Bobby Brown's oh, still dead inside for sure. He's dead. I suck. I said he's definitely dead inside. <laughs> All the cocaine will do that. Yeah, 100%. He's been dead inside for... for this song's time. fucking great. Yeah, song's great. This song's fine. <laughs> Not this song's as, great. This song's fine. Not as good as higher and this higher. This song's very, very good. It's fine. It works for the moment, I guess. I well, like, we're gonna get there. I don't like, like this genre. Very soon. I don't like this genre of music. You fucking higher and higher. Music. Right. Genre music. Turn that shit off. That's like, I, I'd like to go step into my soundtrack. Thanks <laughs> very much. This one has the hip and the happy. I don't appreciate so it. This is a difference, though, between yes, Bankman. I, I only listen to this German This is a difference jazz. between Bankman and the first one and the second one. Dana goes to his apartment. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. With the baby. And the like, bathtub tried to eat the her. The bathtub yeah, tried yeah. to eat her, blah, blah, blah. Okay, a bit of terrible how do you guys remember this shit? Well, first of all, we just watched this a few weeks ago. Yeah, and our brains aren't tainted. Exactly. Tainted. Her, our brains aren't tainted. Her bathtub tried to eat her while she had her bra out. Yeah, so. I get a free That's a very movies. impressionable moment for me in my life. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but anyhow, while she unnecessarily took her shirt off, she goes to yeah. Venkman's apartment, and, and Venkman's not rapey. He's like, "Let me give you some Thorazine here." Yeah, he's like, <laughs> "Oh, just, you need to relax. Hey, you need to calm down. Here's some three. And the sequel here comes a quaalude. Here's some three hundred cc's of Thorazine. Cosby pops out of a, out no. of a closet. He's like, he, "Have some quaaludes." He takes the baby. He does. And, he's a good and team. wraps her, wraps him in a, uh, a jersey. Even in the in the in the beginning, Venkman's like, "You know, I should have been your father." Like he's. He's a lot more down to earth. This is actually good character development in the first film, right? Yeah, from the first film, yeah, I agree right. with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, he, so we learned in this movie they were together for a bit, but then they separated. She got married, which makes perfect sense. These two were well. Not I think what's movie. interesting about this film is, in some ways, it it, uh, it takes the balls out of it. Like it's got, it, it, in some ways, it removes the grittiness and like the, these are just fucking businessmen who are running a business type of deal. But in other ways, if you look at like some of the shit we'll discuss in a minute here, it's a lot more horrific with the imagery. Like yeah. it, to me, it's a lot more terrifying in this film than it is in the first film. He is Vigo. Well, Vigo itself is to me is scarier Gosh. than fucking Gozer. Oh, I agree. I like Gozer. Like, we get to see for eight seconds. Yes. Yeah. So uh, the- dead heads on a pike. Yeah. Is well, more terrifying than. Dan Aykroyd getting a blowjob from a ghost. Nothing's more terrifying right? than that. But yeah, I don't know. absolutely. Think of the poor ghost. Guys, um, uh, a, 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 a woman wearing a mink coat that gets transformed oh, into yeah. a bunch Retry of like, eating her. ravenous yeah, fucking yeah. like animals. The scene that actually the scene that actually got me and made me like Vigo and think this was scary was the scene where they take the pictures of him and then they develop them. But then you can see like the ghost versions of Vigo and they all light on fire. It's creepy. Yeah. In the room. It's fucking it's creepy. Very creepy. Yeah. There's a lot more cre- creepy in image in this. Yeah. You can take all the cigarettes you want out of this film. They do some cigars. But the imagery, I would argue, is a lot more terrifying in this film than it is in the first film. Yeah, I think so. So... They go to the museum. One of the best lines in this whole fucking movie. Oh, yeah. They're, they go in and it's like, da, 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 da. And they go in and, and Bankman's like, suck in the guts, guys. You're the Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which is funny because in the first 
movie, they weren't exactly in shape. <laughs> Absolutely not. But it's five years later, they're even yeah. less in shape. They're not yeah. in this either. In this movie, they're all in much worse shape. Dan Aykroyd especially has got the full chin coming down now. Like, And that, that part of me, and, and we will get to what we think is going to happen in um, Afterlife oh, I have some next thoughts. week. I have some thoughts. But that's part of what I want to see, is these Ghostbusters that like are old as fuck, and have a hard time getting the equipment on I and getting out to the job. Seconds. I hope we see that. I think that's what I think. They're going to be in the movie in like three minutes. I, see, hope, I hope like, you're not I was thinking right, about this dude? the other day. It's teenagers I think you're right, movie, but I hope but you're not yeah. right. I was thinking about this the other day, and I was like, the thing is, the Ghostbusters don't have to be young guys because they're not action heroes anyway. They just point a proton pack, and that's all. Um, but yeah, I'm with Lewis. I think they're going to be in the movie for like, we're going to get three minutes of screen time. That's what uh, it is. You get the dude right. from Stranger Things. He's going to be in the movie 99% of the film. It'd be a funny little joke no. if the proton guy kind of like shoot halfway out and then just like limp down. Oh, the little girl is the one that's going to be the main character. Of course. With the glasses. We yeah. shoot a Fendi's proton packs a little blue pill. Yeah. And Anyhow. Was like, don't worry, I got some chlorazine. Or <laughs> so the Ghostbusters are going to go down to the sewer now, to the River of Slime. Yeah. And Venkman is going on a date with Dana Barrett. Yeah. Now this... And, and, and keep in mind, Emma, maybe you can... Lend some credence to this. Okay. Picture you have a baby. Okay. Yeah. No, I'll take it. Well, at one point, the carriage takes off on you without cause. Okay. Almost gets hit by a car. Okay. Another point, you're going to give your baby a bath, and the bathtub is a river of slime that almost eats you. Mm-hmm. So if the Ghostbusters come to you and say, hey, we're gonna go down to the sewer and investigate this river of slime. You got that between a date with Peter Venkman. What would you do? Known rapist. <laughs> well, the river of slime tried to kill me. He's known to throw some Thor's in. Over a date? So you go on the date? No. You go to the river of slime, right? Yeah. Try to figure out what the fuck's going on. Yeah. So that's what happened in this movie. But I have a definite theory about why that was. Venkman goes to Dana Barrett and goes, Well, yeah, but think hey, of the pitch. Yeah, the, the guys pitch. are going to go look for some pitch. slime. Yeah. Would you rather go to dinner or go to this slime? And she's like, taxi, fuck this river of slime. She was just traumatized by it. Why would you go So obviously that Venkman dick is the Bond dick, yeah. which we can connect here. 100%. We're going to get a connection to Bond. Yeah. So the Venkman dick is the Bond dick because the woman cannot resist it. My explanation for this scene is actually much simpler. Well, I think the the whole franchise wants to make women weak. What? Well, the, the Ghostbusters franchise? Yeah. No. I don't well, think that's true. that supposed, you know, empowerment of women. The third was, one. That was, doesn't count. That's it, not part it of the It was franchise. just about <laughs> weak women. Oh, yeah, but that movie's not part that's of. That's not part of the whole okay, thing. Okay. Well, but the, the the woman is in Ghostbusters is Sigourney Weaver, who is amazing. Yeah, but well, maybe she's amazing in real life. But what's what's your explanation gonna, for that, though? What I just said. Go oh, on a easy, date. simple. Bill Murray. The, I watched the movie twice. Okay. Everyone gets covered in goo this movie, and I'm pretty sure Bill Murray is the only one that doesn't get covered in goo. Yeah, just like, no, no like marshmallow. The first one. Like the mar- like no marshmallow with the first one, and I think after he got slimed by Slimer in the first one, he was like, "I'm not doing that shit again." So he came back to this one. He was like, "I'll do your sh- shitty movie." But I'm not going to be part of most of it, and I don't want to get covered in goo. 
And when it came time for this scene, all the Ghostbusters except him go down and they have to jump into a river of slime. He's the only one that doesn't get covered in slime. So I think he was like, put me somewhere else in the scene. Give me a date and whatever. That's my much simpler explanation. For Let's this. talk about when they go to the sewer now in the river okay. of slime. This is the moment in the movie where I start to hate this movie. Really? Yeah. With the weird and I'll ghost tell train? you why. Is it a ghost train? It's not the ghost train. I'm fine with the ghost train. That's fine. Whatever. It makes no sense. I don't know why there's a... Yeah, I don't know why there's a train that's a ghost. That's fine, though. Did you catch the number? <laughs> where I start to get mad at this movie, up until this point, I'm having a pretty good time. Okay. When they go down to the river of slime, and they're like, oh, we have to measure how deep it is, and they throw in, like, their hook That's also thing, attached to them? That's also attached to them, and, and they're they scientists. they can't just let go? This is when they start to get stupid. Let's talk about the decapitated heads they find. Yeah, that's, that's a scary scene. Just out of nowhere. Yeah. And they just disappear. And it's just there. too much. My brother was like, oh my god! You know, he's five <laughs> years old at this point, right? And but that was last year. So, you yeah. seen that? <laughs> <laughs> He sees that though, and like he's already scared, right? Please don't show this up, This is not the point, though. <laughs> yeah, please don't. Greg, you, can, you can kill us all. We got that jujitsu void rage yeah. going. Please don't beat us up. Greg, Whoever's scary. not on this show, we talk shit on you many a times. Trust me. Hey, E Bob, fuck you. <laughs> Hashtag farmer. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. But yeah, no, the, that's that's all fine. Ghost Train's fine. This, the heads on the pikes, really scary. And that's actually appropriate because Vigo was like this. 15th, 16th century conqueror, he would have done something like that. Murder dudes and shook their Murder dudes and put their heads on pikes. Perfect. Love that. But after that, when they get to the River of Slime, as soon as they go, we need to measure it, and they just like throw yeah. a line I have this thing that's also connected to my belt that yeah. I can't take right, off. Right, exactly. And then they all get sucked in. It's oh, like, it's grabbing me. I don't know what to do. Right. I'm stupid. It's like, oh, you throw a thing in that's going to pull you in? Of course it's going to pull you in. It's a river of evil. Yeah. 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 Good point. That's that is the that is the turning point in this movie for me. I right? love though when they get out of the fine. sewer, and they go to this nice ass restaurant, which and they're flinging slime everywhere. Yeah. I'm sure you and I will be at some point in some restaurant. And and imagine Lewis come and Matt showing up, slime everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Slime. Yeah. 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 No, Lewis and I will bust in at that point, flinging slime on the table everywhere. everywhere. Mm. Mm. Have some Thorzy. And Venkman's just yeah. like you're scaring the straights. And then she's like, what's going on? And then Venkman's finally like, okay, you can never go back to that museum. I did something like that in San Francisco one time. You can cover in Tell the story. In San Francisco. Yes, 100%. <laughs> that literally oozed it right on the sidewalk. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> There's an app for that. Sharon and I wanted to go to a rooftop bar. But we didn't realize that this rooftop bar was like 12 blocks like Wait, wait, wait. This. Come back over here and we can tell the story. Well, I need a drink. Okay, get a drink and then come back. Well, I'll tell the story. I'll come back and I'll get a drink. She's covered in slime more than she wants to admit. Yeah. So it's hard being a lady. Let's be real. Yeah. So I was in San Francisco with burr, one of my burr, friends, burr, burr, and I wanted to go to a rooftop bar. So I used to live in San Francisco. What? Tell the story. I drink. I used to live in San Francisco, and when you're in, when you live there, you walk a lot. Yeah. And this was when I was twenty. So. This rooftop bar was at the top of a hill, and I'm like, well, we could, this was just like five years ago, so I was like, I don't know, 38 or something. So I'm like, okay, well, we can just walk this bar. And it was like 12 blocks, like straight uphill, Ugh. right? And so we get to this bar. No, thank you. And it's in a hotel, and we are sweating and nearly dying, like nearly calling 911. Right? And so we like have to lay on these couches in the lobby of this fancy, fancy hotel. 
So finally we get to the rooftop bar, but we were like covered in sweat. And the couches slime. were covered in goo. The, the couches were covered in goo. It yeah, was yeah, disgusting. That's, that's goo! Yeah. That's nasty. And then they called the cops. We did Uber back down the hill. I can understand this because I've definitely walked like the length of Vegas before and then tried to decompose and it's impossible. So. Well, we were completely no, like I worst. used to do this when yeah. I was twenty. Yeah. Oh, you give me eight steps out anywhere. I'm like Matt. We're calling it fucking over. I make yeah, too much, that is a hundred. I take true. too much money to fucking yeah. goddamn walk anywhere. Goddamn yeah. it. Lewis would call an Uber from his bar stool to the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on my feet for a living. Goddamn it. Oh, oh, just a day off. Yeah, someone drive me. <laughs> Reginald, Reginald, come on, Reginald. So a lot of this put on the cap. A lot of this movie is repeating the beats of the first one. It's the same movie as the yes. first movie, essentially, yeah. The mayor but with Vigo! But with same Vigo! And we Janos! Wait, we haven't talked about... What's his name? Janos? Janos. Janos. Okay, he's pretty great. I like he him a lot. He is fabulous! Janos yeah. and Vigo? He gets, he gets, like, sort of possessed, but sort of And he's, by like, Vigo. creepy and everything. But he was yeah. always going to try to rape Sigourney Weaver. Let's oh, 100%, yeah. yeah. And he's pretty great. I like him a whole lot. Like, he's, he's in a bunch of scenes. He's putting on a thick... Eastern Europe. Yeah, Eastern Europe. Hard. Oh yeah. Here, here's the thing too. You think we with could love each other? So tomorrow the city will Lewis be Vigos Tully, and mine. Mostly Vigos, but Doctor Janos Poha, Louis Tolly, and uh, Janine are babysitting Dana Barrett's kid at this point. And fucking. And Louis yeah, uh, Janine. Again, this may be my second boner of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, ten minutes after the first. Ten minutes after the first. Yeah. Janine is sitting here, and she's got a globe in between her legs. Yes. She's spreading oh, her yeah. legs like this. She was like, I've always wanted a baby. And Lewis is like, oh, yeah? Okay. <laughs> the next thing you know. I noticed that immediately. I haven't realized, like, but I haven't seen this movie in a long time. Yeah. yeah. So Janine goes from, like, a, a, a rough nose, like, no talk, you know, no bullshit to kind a woman. Really horny lady. To a really Very horny lady. Very horny, yeah. And she's fucking Lewis Tully. In this film, be fair, he's brilliant. Which is odd because if you look at the trailers from uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, and I don't know if this is true, but just based off the trailers, it appears that Egon is the one who fucked uh, Janine, and Janine Whoa. is like the grandmama of all this this family. Wait, really? That's what I got well, from the she's, trailers. She's definitely into him in the first one. Absolutely. There's a there's a there's a scene in the first one we didn't talk about where um, she's sitting at her desk. Bill Murray walks past them, and then Egon like comes up above her desk. Nothing implied. Nothing implied. Yeah, right. Like just, just, yeah, just, Absolutely. Just, just, just a thing. Yeah. Just a thing that happened. Did you say snatch? Um, yeah. That's your word. It's my word, not yours. <laughs> well, now it's my word. People like it. Go on. I didn't say any of this, but so. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I guess I could see that because it is very much implied that they're into each other in the first, but in the second, she's all. But like we said, maybe the second's going to be written out of canon. Maybe it won't be a thing anymore. No, you fuck off. It's no, be canon. They're, they're, they're not going to write it out of canon. We'll get they, to that. They probably won't reference Before we wrap this up, we'll get to that. Hey, you know what? She's allowed to fuck. She can do whatever she Rick wants. Rick Moranis, and she's allowed to turn she's, around and she's fuck a, she's a, Egon. She is a strong eight independent Eight days lady. later, yeah. all right? Mm-hmm. Also, good for Rick And Yano's gonna show up as a goddamn ghost man. Lewis pulled with out and he got large, did not. Large, That's large hand, all right? Yano's was the ghost lady. I love it too when she comes home and they're making out. Oh, yeah. And and Janine's is like, 
and, and this is a baby. Keep in mind. This is a. This is She's a, like. This is I friended some French bread pizza. He yeah. knocked right out. Yeah. yeah. This is a baby. This is like a six. And she's buttoning her blouse. Be fair. Gets her fucking hand yeah. up. Yeah. Fucking anything. So it's fine. I guess that's true. Five year olds are like fucking you piece. Okay, so this is the part where my brother, my brother had to leave the theater. When Yanos shows up as the ghost, the with ghost fucking as the ghost eyes, nanny, the ghost as the nanny. ghost lady, yeah. and steals the baby. Oh, it's such a cheesy. So oh, that was the beginning of my brother crying. Dead. Right? No. Now yeah. there's a whole sequence in which we had to leave. So that was the beginning of my brother crying. The Yanos scene, right? So then the river of slimes. <laughs> gets to a going to kick open, and Greg's just going to come out and throw us all. In the Ghostbusters going to murder us all. I feel like I feel like we should be here. About this. It's going to be like punt with fucking Ashton Kutcher. Greg is just going to jump out and like suplex all of us <laughs> through tables. Greg, no matter how much jujitsu Greg knows, yeah. he can never defeat me, and he knows this. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's a big brother fucking role, he, dude. He's got that uh, that jujitsu roid rage going. You can see it in his eyes. Anyhow. Well, I'm an empowered woman. He'll never defeat me. There you go. So anyhow. <laughs> the River of Slime now has, has built up to the ultimate hate level, right? Yeah. Everybody hates each other in New York. Right. And it comes out. We call that, New, a, we call that New York. Yes, New I was York, just yeah. going to say that. Yeah. You mean like New York? <laughs> to this day. <laughs> <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking nailed this it. This whole part of the movie, I hate so so the Ghostbusters oh, go to the mayor. Much. The Ghostbusters go to the mayor before uh, this. They're like, yeah. listen, there's a negative entity of slime. And it's going to pop. And there's going to be fucking bullshit. Same shit as the first they, movie. They just tell the mayor, though, it's like it's like people in this city are miserable and everything is bad. So there's a he go, Peter Venkman, I, I quote, I will yeah. quote yeah. this scene. Peter Venkman goes, Lenny, have you been out on the streets lately? There are literally 80 million assholes walking the street of New York. True. <laughs> I mean, that's not wrong, but just the fact that the river of slime is built up on negative emotion. I, I well, said, the mayor that, goes... This was the 80s. The mayor right? goes... I, isn't that the height of the crime in, in New York? Uh, yeah, yes. it, it was. Yeah, but still... It's like, well, it's just, the mayor know. goes... It's every American's God-given right to be miserable to each other. And he's 100% right. I exercise that right. The actor Vigo, the crazy son bitch, he was a boxer in Germany, amongst other things. But he stormed out of the screening of this film when he found out they dubbed over all of his lines. Yeah, with Max von Sydow. Yeah. The guy who fixed our uh, garage, I think his name is Vigo. Shut the fuck up. Are you serious? I wonder if he's a ghost painting too. Probably. Yeah. I think his name is Nico. Don't look him in the eyes. Don't get possessed by him. Don't look him in the eyes. Oh, we didn't mention him. Was he Carpathian? Ray got got possessed by Vigo when he was just like. I, Ray, and Vigo. His name was Vigo. Vigo! Vigo! Rule the earth. Vigo's a really good villain. Slime Vigo's great until he comes out of the painting. Well, when Vigo's not in the movie, here's where it shits the bed. So, oh, it's already shit. The, the, no, no, no. I'm not there yet. For okay. me, okay. the river slime comes to fruition. Yes. And the ghosts are taking over New York, which I fucking love. The Titanic part is where my brother was like, we gotta go. I will and say. And my grandma left the theater because of the Titanic arriving. I really like the Titanic part. I and thought that was cute. You got Cheech Marin, and the yeah. other dude, and he yeah. just looks at the other dude and he's like, well, better they, late than never. They use that, they <laughs> use that shot twice, by the way. 
Right. They, they, yeah, they use that exact shot for the Titanic, and they use the exact shot for so the So then the mayor's movie. like, oh my god, have you ever seen this before? Yeah, five fucking years ago, you yeah. asshole. Dave yeah. goes tonight, there's a thing over the, like, the whole thing, and, 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 and they're like, what the fuck? This just happened five years ago. Blue laser the gets fuck, shot in the man? sky. So yeah. the, the cartoon was so much of an influence that um, Janine's appearance significantly changed from Ghostbusters 84 to conform with her animated counterpart. Which is the redhead. And the oh, real Ghostbusters in 86. Yeah. Um, also, they said that uh, after the release uh, of the film, Louis Tully was added to the real Ghostbusters uh, 86 cartoon series. Interesting. That, that, that's that why sense. my grandma, sweet old innocent lady, oh, the kids like Ghostbusters. Let's take them to Ghostbusters too. So she took me and my brother in Seal Beach at the fucking theater. I remember it clearly. The fucking day. theater, not the regular theater. The, yeah. fucking, the theater. fucking theater. Yeah. Yeah. You don't always want to take your grandma there. So my He's grandma, right. God yeah, rest not her soul. Regular theater. I don't take my grandma God rest her soul. Theater. My yeah. grandma took me and my Facts. brother to see this movie. Facts, Matt. Facts. And everything was fine until... The Janos scene. Then the crying began from my brother. And once we got to the Titanic, it was like, we gotta go. We can't watch this anymore. I, I had to leave E.T. E.T.? Yes. Because the radio. You have to explain. I don't remember. It was the that government long ago. dudes with the radio. Were you scared? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> it. So, I, I had the shotgun. E. Fair fucks to my brother. This is 1989. So, my brother was five. Yeah. And I was six. So. You know, I get it. I mean, like I said, there's a lot of imagery in this movie that is a lot more terrifying than the first one. Sure. Yeah, there's a fun fact. A scene featuring Ray driving Ecto-1 recklessly as Vigo, uh, possessed by the Vigo painting, was filmed but not used in the final edit. Some Why shots the fuck not? Because the NYPD kept shots, pulling him over. including Ray running... Yeah, it's because he was very dark on that Exactly. hey yeah. Some shots, including Ray running a red light and Peter sitting in the back, <coughs> going to surprise. Please reuse the montage as Ghostbusters go back into business. That would have been a pretty cool scene if they had him driving his Vigo. Well, the end of this film is bullshit. I hate the end of this film so much; it makes no sense. They they oh, shoot the their painting? proton packs at the fucking uh, and then it, it just the, becomes the a painting cum, of cr- them. the cum crusted fucking museum cum at the end. Yeah. Basically. Vigo! He's Vigo! Vigo! shoot fucking jizz all over the Statue Vigo. of Liberty. Let's call it what it is. It's jizz. They jizz on the they Statue sh- of Liberty. They jizz on the Statue yeah. of Liberty. But then, they connect, but then they connect like a Nintendo One remote to yes. the Statue yeah. of Liberty to control it. And Lewis, then because they have to play positive emotions. Sing the song, Lewis. They play high and high. Your love's lifting me higher. <laughs> 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 lifted me far. He's so into <laughs> It's like, come on, New York! It's and the Statue of Liberty is walking through New York. It's a great song. We should have patted her like, feet. Fuck yeah! It's a you great know? song. We should have patted her feet. They don't make Nikes in her socks. Yeah, <laughs> dude. That line didn't do it for me. Ah, come on! It's a great... It's it's like... It's another example of Bill Murray not wanting to do anything. I love it when you roughhouse. He was just like, put me in this weird Statue of Liberty and CG in New York behind yeah. me. I hated it. Because they do it because they I can't. I hate it too. Because the, the, the slime is covering the museum at this point. They can't get in. The proton packs aren't working. <laughs> so they need positive. I even hate how it happens. They're like, we need positive energy. We need New York to believe in something. And they look at their license plate on Ecto-1. And they see the Statue of Liberty. And they're like, oh, we need that. So they go and hijack the Statue of Liberty. Walk it back to the museum. And use that to break in. 
and then they fight Vigo kind of. They throw the proton packs at the painting. It doesn't work. So they even Vigo said, walks out of the painting. So they said because the cartoon was such a smash success, the real Ghostbusters '86 was so popular among children. Ivan Reichman, Dan Aykroyd, and Harold Ramis all made a conscious effort to tone down the innuendos in the second movie. That's why there's no ghost blowjobs. There's all the Tone down? Yeah. Egon fucks a bottle of slime. Yeah, yeah. well, that was... That's not even innuendo. because all the Ghostbusters gave up smoking, except for a few scenes where Ray had a cigar or pipe in his hand or his mouth, and the ghosts took on appearances closer to that in the anime series rather than the more frightening effects of the first film. Says Brian uh, uh, Doyle Murray smokes a cigarette in a silent interview scene. More frightening effects in the first film? What about the fucking heads on the pikes? Are you kidding me? Yano's stealing the baby too is very fucking terrifying. It's more terrifying than the first one, for sure. How do they explain the bad writing? Dude. It's Vigo! Vigo! <laughs> it's Vigo, it's him! Well, the end is shit. Yeah, I hate the end. They basically just shoot the proton uh, streams at the painting. They do one of my least favorite things in movies. The, it only happens in a few movies, but I hate it every time. The uh, the heroes are on their back the whole time because they can't stand up. Yeah. So they don't actually save the day. New Yorkers singing, yeah. which is the end of Elf. Like, oh, I fucking hate that. Is oh, what saves it. the day. Ah. Also, I think they're singing Auld Lang Syne because it's New Year's Eve. And I, I could be wrong about that, but I think it's Auld Lang Syne. And Auld Lang Syne is a sad song. It's not a positive song. So, but New Yorkers singing outside is what kills Vigo, not the Ghostbusters. Well, they Vigo possesses Ray. They fucking hose him down with the jizz cannons. Uh-huh. And then... With positively charged jizz. Jizz yes. cannons. Jizz cannons. And it's all over his face, it's too. It's all over his face. You're not going to wipe any of it. He's a bukkake of stuff. He actually sort of kneels down. You're going to need, like, literally a closet full of towels to get all that off. He actually sort of he actually sort of kneels down and opens his mouth, and he's like, hit me! Hit me again! It said Vigo was based on Vlad the Imperiler, a.k.a. Dracula. Yeah, no, I got that. That was pretty obvious. Yeah. He even sort of looks like the... um. The uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah, for sure. He's definitely a more makeup. imposing figure than Gozer, for sure. Very, very much so. But I, I like the I like the build up better. Like the build up to Vigo, I thought was much better than Gozer. Yeah. Ivan Reichman had to postpone Kindergarten Cop in 1990 to complete his work on this film. Ivan Reichman is Kindergarten Cop. Yeah, I didn't know there could be a Kindergarten Cop's great. No, it's talking. No, it's good. I just didn't know that. Yeah. So the movie ends. They, they save the day. Statue of Liberty gets returned. The they have some after credit scenes in this. Oh, I did joystick with most of the body removed. I did not watch any. With the Bobby Brown song at the end. Yeah. Bobby Brown. Several pieces. It's of basically material. just like thank you, Ghostbusters, yeah. at the the Statue of Liberty at the end of the deal. So, going forward from here, um, we can say Ghostbusters is a masterpiece. Mm. Ghostbusters one masterpiece. Yeah. Ghostbusters two. Fine, has it's, its fine. Most it has sequels, its moments. To be fair, most comedy Ghostbusters, sequels are the, the 2016. Yes. The, the most comedy sequels are painfully bad. Yeah, like the, horrifyingly bad. The Even Twatbusters, not the uh, version of this. Twatbusters. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. The Snatchbusters, also Snatch less good. Busters. Also less good. So what's it? No, it's I'm not even gonna say shit. Woman opinion. It's a giant step down. It, it was not good, but yeah. I don't like. I don't like that kind of movie. So. But no one likes that kind See, of movie. See, Emma was like, yeah. you know, this is not a good em- woman empowerment movie because Ghostbusters overall is not a good movie. And I said, 
The Ghostbusters, the original, is a fucking masterpiece. I would have chosen a, a better movie. It's a perfect film. I would have chosen better actresses. I would have chosen less improv. Well, I, personalities. I think the thing is, is no like improv. if you're looking for something, you don't want the lowest hanging fruit filled with stereotypes, right? So this is why you know even Disney gets it wrong. You know everybody gets it wrong, but particularly Disney always gets it wrong. Where Disney's like, we need more gay representation, more LGBTQ representation. Mm-hmm. And they do like the lowest hanging fruit. I agree. And no one's satisfied with it. Yes. The LGBTQ community is not satisfied at all. And the straight community is not satisfied at all. It's like, so you did all of this for fucking nothing. Well, this was very much the mm-hmm. same part of that. It's like, yeah, women need more of a representation in action movies in general and films. And yes. they need to be taken more seriously. What you need less of is fucking queef jokes and just like, <laughs> we're dumb girls, but yeah. we're also right. MIT scientists. Burr, we're fucking stupid. Burr. Like, you don't need, like, it's it's a, a not helping further the conversation. Exactly. Or fix any oh, exactly. problems by having because a dumb girl smart movie that's yes. still a dumb girl. If you're going to talk right. about women's empowerment and yeah. these these women supposedly in... MIT uh, scientists. Yeah. Should yeah. Like, straight a, like the original. In a position yeah. of yeah. But they of love power. fart jokes. Yeah. Let's show how they got there. You yeah. don't get there by, like apologizing for all kinds of shit. That's something you don't well, do. That's something I would not do. I mean, I mean, you know? If I could uh, speak slowly out of turn here. Maybe I'll title this like Ghostbusters plus a sprinkle of Eternals. With Eternals. Okay? They went further than they've ever gone in this. With, it is lame and it's weak. With a gay marriage and a gay kiss. But, was there, but was there really a sex scene in this movie? There is was one a sex scene, scene, but not a gay sex scene. There's one fuck scene. It's, it's MCU's first fuck scene. Yeah. Was it a good? good fuck no, scene? it's not good at all. It's so, just a so there's a missionary there, there's a gay, which is not very 2021. There's a gay. Real. There's a gay marriage. That's not very pairing. Reverse cowgirl or nothing. <laughs> or anal. Yeah. There's a gay marriage yeah. and there's a gay. 2021 kiss. is a backdoor year, folks. So we had a gay oh, kiss. And what a gay I marriage. what I didn't like. Gay marriage is good. Yeah, that's no, fine. what I didn't but, like, Lewis. It felt so forced, and it was so me and my gay feeling. Well, we'll we will take over, and we will we will survive well, because yeah. of yeah. this. Yeah, like, that it, bothers me a little no, bit. No, it, it's it's fine. Like I I'm fine, and I like the representation, but it felt so forced that even the kiss scene. Is like I've seen a lot of bad. Like anytime you see Vin Diesel kiss a woman, you're like, nah. That's what this this kiss scene felt like between <laughs> between Homeboy and his husband. You're just like, it was like. Did this, he just say Dom is gay? That his face, his face scrunched. Up. Watch Triple X and watch yeah, and watch Vin Diesel kiss uh, Asia Argento. Yeah. Watch that kiss scene in that movie, and you'll be like, nope. That's not what happened. Yeah. Uh, that's what this scene felt like. Well, it, it, then, then, like, so, okay, so they show, they show all this, right? Life. Yeah. They yeah. show all this, <laughs> and then the gay guy <laughs> is, like, overly effeminate, and, like, he's scared of stepping on a chip bag and shit like that, and it's like, okay. I, w- I wasn't reading too much into that. Uh, no, but, but this is... I don't think like he was too effeminate. He no, was no, not, no. like, a super effeminate. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, he was He's like, oh, this guy broke his table. Right? He's like, what is this, made of vibranium? That was a good he joke. He breaks the table and That's the guy Ikea goes, joke. Ikea, fall, connect, fall collection. Come on, dude. Like, okay, the guy's gay, whatever. Does he have to be effeminate? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, it's totally stereotypical in that direction from that point on. I, I thought, yeah. it, was, I thought I it was low-hanging fruit and, like, the other things that they've tried introducing. At least they, they have a gay kiss 
We had a gay kiss in Star Wars that was edited out Sword. overseas. Yeah, um, edited out for China. Yeah, God damn That's it, why Eternals get, is getting banned everywhere. God damn it, we didn't get that Poe Dameron fucking Finn love they triangle that we they wanted. They should have fucked in space. That's 100%. what I'm saying. Yes. Zero gravity. Those two were set up to be Only in space can you not Here, hear the jizz. Here's what I do like about Eternals. Ultimately, that guy that I'm talking about uh, is not a pussy at the end of the film. And he's very integral in like making this whole thing happen. And he was gay? And he was gay. See, I like that. I don't want to see people who are stereotypical gay being gay. Yeah. I want to see just like normal people. You're on the street. You're saying hi. You meet them at a party. Well, this is what I like. Have friends with them. Whatever. And they happen to like people of the same gender. Yeah. Well, in Infinity War, he's at like Captain America. Is at like a, a grief counseling group. This guy talks about going on a date with another man, and but it's a very normal conversation. Well, there's, there's, not, Matty, there's not like, oh, you're on a date with a man. Well, yeah. that's kind of exotic. He talks about his husband. It was just like it, he was just saying, I want to date with this guy. As a matter of fact, I was having a hard time because you know, literally all of half of humanity was snapped out of right. existence a few years ago, right. and we're all still grieving over that concept. But that felt like a very real conversation. Yeah. This whole, I'm a billion years old and have lived a thousand lifetimes uh, and just discovered myself a million years later. I don't know. That one seems a little... So he, like, just figured out he's gay not yeah. that long ago? Uh, a hundred million years after living. Yeah, sure. That's... But are we... Yeah, that tracks. Can we really say anything about it, being heterosexual? Well, like... I can. That yeah. makes no sense. Here's an hypothesis. The guy's been alive for 8,000 years. Maybe he's been burying his wiener and pussy for fucking 7,000. For whatever reason. Now he wants to see what the other side there's like. Right? That's true. If you're immortal, if you're maybe immortal, he's going to try everything. And yeah. all you've been doing is fucking vagina for 7,000 years. It's so graphic. Maybe you want to check. <laughs> yes. Hey, man. I'm just saying. But it was Angelina it's Jolie. It's so graphic. Oh, my side God. Of the field here. <laughs> It got very clinical. No innuendos in the rest of this conversation. Hey, guys. <laughs> no. no. When I was like 19. Oh, my I, God. Uh, College stories. Yes. Band camp. I was there. Yes. <laughs> you were there. I don't know if you were born yet, but you were there. Um, I, like, had a small crush on a guy, and I found out he was gay. And, like, I still am shocked. I am still shocked. Why? Like to this day? Yes. Was he like fabulous? There was no yeah, indication. Have you ever had a uh, except uh, for those Daisy Dukes he was wearing? Other yeah. than that, <laughs> you've never had a fantasy about a a, a, a woman. No. Those were no? the first hairless balls I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why. Like, yeah. But I did. I did no. live in San Francisco I, at the time. It I, should not have been. A I 100 percent want. I honestly, I want 100 percent more gay representation in films. But I don't like I do where it's like so. They have to, feels like they have to try so hard. It's everything is much better when you feel like it's a natural part uh-huh. of the when, story. When it's watching, a natural part of the character. Yeah. You're watching the movie uh, and you're like, "Hey, this guy's gay. Look yeah. over here." Exactly. If, if, if the character exactly. has to hold up a sign and like, "This is what makes me special in this movie," is I'm gay. You're like, "Well, you've already kind of failed." Then, like, I, what, I what thought makes it, you special as a character? I thought Eternals did that fairly subtly. That was fine. The problem is, is Eternals tried doing everything. So it sure. just, everything felt like a gimme. 
you've got uh, Asian representation, you have Hispanic representation, you have someone with mental illness representation, you have gay representation, you have black representation. Everything. Everything they could shove into this film Which fist is, first. It's good. It's a try. It's no, but, but the problem is, is when you try so... You have Indian representation. You, you, you try you know, uh, so hard to shove it all in there, it becomes such a discombobulated piece that sure. there's actually no unity in the whole fucking right. movie. Right. Uh, and, and and then race doesn't mean anything, and it, nor, nor should it be a mean topic, but it, it's like it's not powerful or really meaningful to anybody in that movie then to have someone of this color or that color but or here's the this thing. creed in the film. What does it say about society when... Maybe I need to take you to watch Eternals. Yes. Jeez. When the attempt... I don't know if I can it sounds like again. Oh, It sounds like it. a... A good attempt. How about you and I go to right? so much no time to die? It, it's so makes us feel like this is white people. Box. Yeah. Well, this was yeah. this was a movie Unless made it, by it, by to. white people, like apologistic white people. Like, oh my god, yeah. we need more representation in our movies. Here's a bunch of it. Did we make a good movie? <laughs> Absolutely not. So, Let's get back to Ghostbusters then. You know, it's better Ghostbusters too. This is Vigo. Vigo. But seriously, how do how do we do this as white people? Because you know, like th- one, the, we need to stop making the movies. We need to like let let someone a, else. If you look at like Black Panther, Black Panther is a predominantly black cast. Uh, you know that was filmed in a way that did not feel anti-white. Did not feel like it was because it was a black cast. This is special because we're all black or anything like that. They're just people. It was a very natural feeling movie. The movie was shot beautifully. It was a great film. Great storyline. Everything mm-hmm. was great about it. It centralized on almost all black cast, but that Until didn't matter. Act. But that didn't matter to anybody watching the movie. You're watching the movie because this was a good movie. This is a great storyline. It's compelling. These are great characters. This is a fun setting. Uh, so that's that's how you do stuff like that. You just don't like keep jumping around with signs like we're important because it's different. It's like no, you just make a better movie set differently. Mm-hmm. Um, Shang-Chi is very similar. You know, I haven't seen it yet. But Until it, the third it, act, which yeah. is just like Black Panther. You, you'll see. But anyhow, let's get back to this. God damn yeah. So as we wrap this up, Ghostbusters Afterlife comes out next week. Yes. Um, maybe. You and I... Possibly. Are for, tentatively. Yeah. Maybe Lewis too. We're going to see it next tentatively week. Ne- next Wednesday, yeah. right? I think that's a PTA night, right? Might be, but me and Matt are going to see Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to PTA. They can parent teach on their own night, guys. Yeah, yeah, parent PTA can fuck I off when it comes to Ghostbusters. I don't need Vigo to be in the new movie, but I do need oh, the I guy yelling Vigo to this be in the new Vigo. movie. <laughs> I'm taking you all to PTA. No, what do we think about this this next Ghostbusters? Here's my concern. It's and gonna I'll, be I'll, I'll speak up. The trailer has put this as like this is a Steven Spielberg like. There's a bunch of wonder and joy yeah. here with this, and a Spiel- that's not what Ghostbusters oh, is. Right? Yeah. It's whimsical, right? A Spielbergian sort of like yeah, uh, 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 nostalgic classic that Ghostbusters was, which it and wasn't. It's, it's not that thing at all. Yeah. Uh, personally, Ghostbusters one, perfect film. It needs no sequels, including Resurrection. I'm very skeptical. Maybe it'll be great. Maybe I'll enjoy it. I'm gonna be fine. Yeah. As like a standalone, what it is thing. Sure. As, or maybe as, as two a true weeks from se- now, he'll be like, it sucks. As I mean, a true sequel, though, to like... Ghostbusters 84, too? Ghostbusters, yeah. no. Can I, can I say not. something, though? I've played the game. 
the 2009 video game, mm-hmm. which I just re-downloaded because it was only like 20 bucks. Wasn't that supposed to be Ghostbusters 3? Like, that's the Ghostbusters That is Ghostbusters 3. Yeah. Without question that Except is Ghostbusters Except it's not 3. because it's a video game and not everyone plays video games. I don't Matt, play video games. You can Matt fuck Matt off. Play video that games. is the third. Yeah. I don't play video games. I'm saying it's not but a film. He dresses up like Vaughn and may or may not have... 300 cc's Thorazine. I have some Thorazine in my pocket. <laughs> well, yeah. One thing he got from this movie Six is he carries cc's. 300 uh, cc's of Thorazine on everywhere he goes. Time. It's not true. In like a little dart, like just throw at people. No, but my son just started playing the uh, Ghost. I played this game years Eric ago. Eric was playing it on Monday. Yeah. So the Ghostbusters game my kids are now playing, which I beat, I don't know, years ago. 2009. 50 years ago. That is the third Ghostbusters, in my opinion. They got all the uh, original cast to come back and voice these actors. Walter Peck included. Really? They must have made him a lot. It's this fucking great. He was, and yeah, that, to me, he's got this man the has ghost no careers. Yeah. Yeah, now he has no career. He also has no dick. Yeah. That guy was the most cucked actor of all time. Yeah. Yeah. What? His career has probably not been like, spectacular. I see these clips. He's been a bit villain in a lot of things. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful of this movie. I'm um, gonna be fine. Yeah, I think the tone looks weird. Like you say, they're trying to recreate Whoa. Ghostbusters as this like Spielbergian thing that it never really was. We know um, the OGs are coming back though for this. Well, but for, for finally, eight minutes, like, yeah, we don't know I mean, how much they're actually gonna be. Finally, in the movie. got it confirmed in this last trailer that the that the you know the, the cast is coming back in their uniforms. Maybe. Hopefully we don't get the Egon ghost CGI oh, thing. Fuck. I hope that doesn't really happen. Me too. Um, I kind of it's kind of weird to me that kids are going to be the new Ghostbusters. Yeah. Only because like it's explicitly said like there's literally a line in Ghostbusters two where I think Proton Egon, Pack is not a kid. Yeah, he's like the Proton Pack is not a toy. It's Bobby toy. Brown at the that's fucking door. Right, right. It's Bobby Brown. He's like my my kid brother loves you guys. Can you I give me a Proton, proton Pack? pack. He's like, the Proton is, Pack is not a kid's toy. Why don't a... you give Aaron one for his third birthday? That doesn't have a nuclear reactor. Yeah, Egon's like, this is not a toy for children or whatever. And it's like, but there's literally children driving cars and shooting proton packs. But I don't right. know. We'll see. Again, I think Ghostbusters 1, perfect film. It needs no sequels. There's so many movies that don't need sequels. I'm deeply skeptical of this. Hopefully it's good. Hopefully it's at least decent. Any last words, Lewis? Uh... Thorazine. This Vigo! 300 cc's. Call uh, Vigo for your garage door needs. There you go. Yes. That's what he's doing when he's not All right. painting. He's changing out <laughs> he's a garage door rusty repairman. springs. That's what he did. That'd be really funny. And he's it, taking it only slime costs a couple all hundred over dollars. the place. Positive slime. 